0: Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a Baywatch because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm
1: part two of Morgan Thrapp. Ooh,
0: Ooh, I like that. I should have done that. Thanks. Yeah, I was just excited because
1: we in the beginning of this episode got what I think is our first ever. And now part two of Shattered. Oh, we did Um, get that. And it was very exciting. But we also have, I would say, much more excitingly than a mild voiceover at the beginning of part two of this episode. uh, Returning guest Reeves back for part two of Shattered. Welcome back.
2: God help me, I'm here. It's God can't save you now. I I, uh, I, I wouldn't want him to. You've already sinned. <laughs> I've yeah, no, I've I have clearly already sinned against a very angry god. Um just yeah. yeah. Um but you know what? I'm happy to be here and I'm, I'm ready to talk about part two, which I Okay, I there there are two ways to look at it. I think part one uh was bad. Part two mm-hmm. yes. was also bad if you're looking at it from yes. just sort of like a normal uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. But I will say that if you were to look at this in what I will call sort of the sickos lens, this was <laughs> an amazing episode of television. Yes. Yes. And like the, the contrast yeah. between those two things is like kind of like it, it's, it's mostly because of the and I will tease it this way, the, the final climactic scene. But yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about at least that. So I am
1: excited as well. I've always been a fan of the French new sicko movement. So, you know, <laughs> oh, this, yeah. this proves to be an interesting episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and, you know, we don't have new guest stars to really talk about since it is a two-parter. Um, you know, this was still written by Deborah Schwartz, still directed by Douglas Schwartz. It was aired April 26th, 1993. Uh, in lieu of guest stars... Uh, Morgan I, I sent you a like I as I always do like 50 million things and say hey, remind me uh,
1: yes you did
0: yeah <laughs> what's one of them or two of them
1: I uh, we am flipping back through our messenger chat history so that I can
0: remember <laughs> uh, one of them was Chubb Bunt. Oh yeah Chubb Bunt so uh, in a in an episode Fantastic of the this- name. In an episode of this podcast that was recorded maybe very recently, but will have come out far in the past. Well, not that far, but slightly farther in the past. Uh, I mentioned that I was changing my Twitter uh, handle to Cheeks Morgan, named after the uh, erotic actress Cheeks Morgan. Um well, I, her name is Chesty Morgan. It's Chesty but, Morgan. Then why did I say yeah. Cheeks Morgan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of funny. It
2: is. It is. Cheeks, Cheeks Morgan is funnier, and then also it is. It is a fantastic uh, drag name. That is a fantastic yeah. drag name. Well,
0: word. that that wouldn't. You know, have I ever told you what my drag name would be? What Johann Sebastian Koch Ooh, that's good. It's such Ooh, a good do name. Like um, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but um, I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was just I was being immature and just laughing at you saying cock, and then I realized what it was—the the play on, yeah, like, the, like what the actual <laughs> joke of the name was, and now I'm just like, mother.
0: I fuck. looked it up. There was only like one retired uh, drag queen who went by Johann Sebastian Cock, and I'm like, it's time wow. for a comeback. You know, how did Absolutely. nobody think of this? It's the easiest drag name possible. Uh, but, uh, I didn't stick with, uh, Cheeks Morgan for very long. (laughs) I changed it to Chubb Bunt, uh, because have you ever heard of the, uh, 1910s comic Foxy Grandpa?
2: I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one yet. No, it's...
0: Okay, so it ran for... Which is my fault, really. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Uh, it ran for 18 years from the year 1900 to 1918, Okay. Uh, uh, it uh, it was,
2: yes. <laughs> what a wonderful period of history that was. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, and it was uh written by cartoonist Carl E. Schultze. Uh not to be confused with Charles Schultz.
2: Uh I was wondering. Yeah. That that name just reeks handlebar mustache. Like it does. <laughs> it does. Uh
0: yeah. but he went by the mononym bunny for some reason. Sure. And yeah. that
2: does not suggest handle mustache. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, and the plot of Foxy Grandpa is there's a guy who is the Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> I he, Sure. I, I don't know why they call him that, but basically he's an old dude and he has two grandsons who constantly try and trick him. And he's always too smart. Uh and he's oh. also oddly like athletic, uh, okay. and he like <laughs> does flips and shit. Uh, and he okay. avoids them. And his grandsons are named Chubb and Bunt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like. And this one does. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Normal, normal people names. So okay. I decided to change my name to Chubb Bunt.
1: Would okay. you say that an alternate name for this comic could be The War with Grandpa, a 2020 film starring Robert De Niro?
0: What? The War with Grandpa, a 2020 film don't you, starring Rob De Niro. Don't you mean. Isn't it? It? Horrible Grandpa is a different thing. No, no. That's the jackass thing. No, no, wait, wait. Wait, what is the one with Robert De Niro? The War with Grandpa. No, wait, no, it's not called that.
1: Yes, I promise you it is. I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> it came out in August of 2020. Well, so it is a movie oh, that doesn't Oh no, not exist. no, no, no. I'm thinking about um
0: uh uh no, there was that movie with uh Aubrey Plaza. Uh uh, and Grandpa You know what I'm talking about? Dirty Grandpa Oh yes uh, With Robert De Niro movie. It also has Robert De Niro
1: Oh god yes it was <laughs> So here's the best part The War with Grandpa page The very first thing on the Wikipedia page Is a disambiguation link that says Not to be confused with Dirty Grandpa
0: <laughs> Yes <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: See, that's, that's so, not how you correct that though. You, you need to, if anything that at least in like modern cinema has taught us anything, what you need is is the expanded Grandpa universe, and you need exactly. to somehow you need to somehow tie all of this in so that um, you can just absolutely continue to just funnel money.
3: <laughs> into, oh
2: yeah, so the best part, this project.
1: Once you go to the Dirty Grandpa Wikipedia page. The disambiguation link does not take you back to the war with grandpa. It takes you to Bad Grandpa.
0: Right. Which is the jackass movie that I was thinking yeah. of. I'm I'm now look I have to look up this Grandpa movie. Wait. <laughs> this 2020 The War with Grandpa. Yeah. I'm I'm very in on Reeves's Grandpa
1: Cinematic Universe though. Oh yeah, absolutely. We could definitely make that a thing. Oh, yeah. well yeah. Uh, we just, wait a we second. We just
2: need to get we just need to get the heads of uh of Disney, and if they reject it, um, I, I know DC won't turn it down. They're not. Absolutely. They're not. Or, I mean, productive.
1: honestly, Warner Brothers made Space Jam 2, so I feel like they are starved.
2: Oh, God. Right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what? They'll, I they'll think... probably go back and re-edit Space Jam 2 and put this shit in oh, there. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so I. am that desperate
0: for it. So I've discovered a few cursed things. Yes. Uh, um i oh, like God. to share with you uh, this image here, which, will, of course, will no. go into uh, the show notes. No. Uh, of course.
2: <laughs> oh, no. 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 I, don't want to. I don't want to. I've already heard Morgan's reaction, and I'm not going to. I'm going to be perfectly... Oh, God, I hate myself with this. Oh, no. No. Oh, man. So, for uh. folks who
1: are not currently looking at this image, it is... Um, a very realistic Sonic, and it says Foxy gram That is the oh Sonic the Hedgehog the movie Sonic. Yeah, it is, oh and it's God. it's distressing. It's um, the original
2: one too. Before they went back and made like the. No, it's not okay. I thought yeah, it was. No, I, I, thought thought it was the... I thought it was. I thought it was like the original, like really like the the Sonic design nah, when the, it originally the, that originally came out. Much more
1: human in that
0: one.
2: Yeah, that, that when when they one came out, that made
0: the People very distressed. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 the teeth that was the most noticeable part for me. Yeah, teeth yeah, that's were right. Bad. Yes.
2: No, it was it was the fact that he yeah, the again, teeth. Thing. But
0: again, I must say it's not a bad movie. <laughs> I know. I should watch. No, this. no, it's almost funnier if you don't. You know, I feel like you can watch True. every movie, but the only time you can watch this is on the day you know you're going to die. You can watch this.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know what day we're going to die. For me, yeah, it's going to be June seventeenth or something. I guess. Oh
2: uh, yeah. And no, on that day, I, 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 I wrong. I wronged the old hag in the bog, and, and I know my my death. And yeah, a exactly. Prophecy and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before uh, we move on, I, I, I did have the idea of we should also have, obviously, um, uh, War Grandpa 40K in which he is ooh. obviously <laughs> warring against the factions of, of Chubb and Bunt. And the only reason <laughs> I say that is because I listened to way too much goddamn Bolt Thrower and ah. I went down the, you know, the various Warhammer 40K uh, timelines on YouTube like an idiot and so now I have just the most useless information about like the worst characters. I've created. Um,
0: what, okay, but what about this? What about new movie idea? War of the really? Foxy
2: Grandpa Hammer Worlds. Oh god! Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I feel like we've really gotten on this tangent, and we—I re- mean, this is supposed to be a, a, a Baywatch podcast. No, now not. we're talking about a a really 20th century comic strip <laughs> that two out of the three people here have not read. <laughs> I, I've read one strip, one strip, <laughs> and that—and that is yet—and that is yet more than than the, the, the two of the three people here.
0: Man, think, if you think uh, this was bad, you should hear the other thing I told Morgan to remind me about. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, oh, I, I have that one up, but I'm thinking... We could save you know, we're, that. We, yeah, we've already gone a pretty decent time on the intro here. So we have so more I, things I to talk about.
2: That. Yes. Even Junie, who can't hear you right now, is looking at me like, move along. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, Junie is my dog. My dog is here sitting next to ah. me. Ah. And she is being very, very cute, but also, you know, looking at me like a dog does when it wants pets. <laughs> Aww, Aw. Fair mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Michael, you have any other uh, business we need to get to before we get into the episode?
0: No, other than saying, once you start, immediately stop, because I got things All to right. say.
1: All right. Well, we start <laughs> with a voiceover of Mitch saying, and now, part <laughs> two, shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, Great And show. then we get a four-minute rehab yep. montage. <laughs> oh, my God. While '90s alt rock plays, but a very bad version. Of ooh, it. ooh. Um, so the lyrics are about not giving up. Yeah. Um, almost all of the lyrics are when they say it's time to give up, you don't give up, and then that goes on for like four minutes. Um, yeah. And it's bad. Oh, yes, but, it is.
2: But by Morgan. the way, shout out to you, Michael mm-hmm. uh, and Morgan. I think both of you have mentioned this. So during this entire rehab scene. Um, both of you have commented on David Hasselhoff's chicken legs. Like, he has very yes. skinny legs. <laughs> yes. and oh, yeah. I, In the middle of, like, this uh, four-minute rehab montage, I was, like, looking at it, and I remember just sort of sitting there just being like, you know, I know like these severe injuries lead to like atrophy and muscles, but I think they're kind of overdoing it with his like, Oh no, those are just his neck <laughs> legs. Oh yeah. God. Yep. Oh no. And like, I was just I like, was... wow, that is, that is the most cursed and like probably mean thought I have had <laughs> 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 while watching this show. And that is saying a lot. Like oh, yeah. just, it was just kind of like, Oh man, it makes wow. sense now. Yeah. yeah. And, and also like, as you we were mentioning with, um, the, uh, the lyrics, uh, just
0: oh, we have the lyrics. Don't worry. Okay.
2: Yeah. Don't Perfect. worry. No, there there were some that like as it was going on I was just like, "Oh, come the fuck on." Like it was <laughs> it was laying it on real thick, like not even beyond like the don't give up. It's like, you know, like uh what was it? Um oh, don't worry. someone could just come and make me whole. It was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding <laughs> me."
0: Let's let's in fact talk about the music. Uh yeah. In the original airing of this show, uh, back in April 26, 1993. Uh, the song was Fifth of July by Terry Reed. Uh, Reeves, do you know who Terry Reed is?
2: No, nothing immediately comes
0: to mind. Well, let's talk about Terry Reed. Uh, Terry Reed's claim to fame is that he and his band called The Jaywalkers, which Terry was the drummer, Opened yeah. for the Rolling Stones in 1966 for 23 straight shows.
2: Um, wow. yeah.
0: He also opened for That's Cream deep. in 1968. Okay. His hmm. song Without Expression, which he wrote when he was 14, was repurposed as a new song by the Hollies, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Ario Speedwagon, and John Mellencamp. That's okay. wild. Also, he was originally supposed to be for the vocalist for Jimmy Page's The New Yardbirds, which became Led Zeppelin. Okay. But... Terry committed to going on tour to open for the Stones and Cream, and so he said, hey, I know this guy named Robert Plant. Uh, He opened for me. You should check him out and have him be your vocalist. Oh, hey, also you need a drummer? I know this guy, John Bonham. You should have him be your drummer. Shit. So then Jimmy Page was like, oh, cool, I'll check these guys out, and that's how they discovered them.
2: What's more? I refuse to believe that Baywatch had someone this cool contributor. Nope, this gets better, Reeves. God, Terry God.
0: Reed rejected an offer from Richie Blackmore to become the new lead singer of Deep Purple in 68.
2: Man, this is like How. This is like um man, he, oh, he had so many unfortunate near misses. Like yes. <laughs> like yes. this yeah. is Oh man, this is like the uh,
0: you could have been in Zeppelin and Deep who, Purple, and yeah, you
2: were just like, Terry Reed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just Woof, Man. Yeah, but <laughs> but he ended up having that's you know, that's somebody that says like you know da you know I wouldn't change anything if I had to do it all over again like three years. <laughs> hey, 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 like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, his yeah. career is. Where it's just like, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, he
0: ended up staying friends with all of them, and so like in uh, okay. I think it was the eighties they. Uh, He had like a show. Oh, no, I think it was actually in the mid 90s. He had a show. Um, It was like a a residency or something. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy Page showed up. No, uh, not Jimmy Page. Uh, Robert Plant showed up and then a bunch of other friends, you know, who are famous showed up. They're like, oh, yeah, we love Terry. Um, And uh, (laughs) Jimmy Page is also on record saying, oh, yeah, Led Zeppelin. The style of music wouldn't exist without our good friend Terry. So it's like that's cool. Wow! But in 1993, yeah. when this episode came out, Terry Reid was doing nothing. Like okay. most yeah. of the time, uh, for the music for the show, when the original airing, it was oh yeah, some band is releasing an album right now, and they're they're signed to the same you know contract or something. Terry hadn't yeah. released an album for two years, and like I think it was like a compilation album or something. Mm. Uh, so it's okay. a bit of an odd choice uh and both songs in this episode are by terry reed but okay. oh what uh reeves and i get is a repeat song uh okay which is what i would say if if i wasn't lying to you in fact <laughs> this is just the second time this show has had an original song called better days two different people oh. wrote different songs called better days um Jesus H Christ. <laughs> I know. And this one is by Steve Bertrand, who I unfortunately have liked some of the his what? music. But but these are the lyrics. Uh Reeves, would you please read or sing or make oh, an no. effigy to these fu- lyrics?
2: Man, I already like <laughs> did a preview of this. Don't do this to <laughs> 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 I, like just just you know, like oh, God, it's like um it's it's like the Lewis black bit about um, candy corn, where it's just sort of what? like every... Okay, so he has a bit about candy corn where the joke is basically um, you know, like candy corn is awful. Nobody likes candy corn. And then like every Halloween, you see candy corn again, and you go, ooh, candy corn. And then you eat it, and you're just like, oh right, this tastes like shit. I um... love candy corn, <laughs> though. <laughs> well, I'm, really? I'm sorry. I um, like candy corn. I'm sorry for offending huh. you with... but. Anyways, don't, don't... I'm sorry that you enjoy candy. Don't look, don't look at me. Look at Lewis Black. Anyways. (laughs) It's sweet and it's nice. I don't know. uh, Okay. Um. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait,
0: Before you start, I just decided to Google image candy corn and they have like uh, shopping ads at the, at the top. And uh, I need to show you this picture uh, here of what I found. Um... Specifically, the first ad here: uh, ch- Cheetos shaped like a
2: shrimp for two hundred bucks.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> shrimp gang, Chester
2: Cheetah. <laughs> are you, sure, you telling me a shrimp made this Cheeto? Um, good lord. Okay. Yeah, so that's... it's 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 put up
0: on eBay by a guy called Dat, Dat Boy Three. And That makes sense. He has one quantity available, and the condition. I'm is
2: shocked. As, shocked. That's his name. Shocked. The, I say
0: the condition is listed as new, which good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd be worried otherwise. Uh, and his description is Cheetos shaped like a shrimp. Shrimp gang. Chester Cheetah. Chip. Frito Lay. Puffcorn. Cheese. Animal <laughs> shape. Speaking of shrimp, I would like to share this very good
1: tweet that I saw earlier today. Uh,
2: oh, yes. which I loved. <laughs> yeah, the uh, for the listeners at home, it's, it's somebody getting oh, yes. basically a typed out impression of George Orwell. And I, I can't do a um, sorry, not George Orwell. Um, Orson Welles. Thank you, Orson Welles. <laughs> Tru- truly, truly, truly the, the Bill Paxton and the Bill Pullman of its age. <laughs> um, <laughs> For me, at least. Uh, yeah. But yeah really it's really the bill. Yeah. It's the bill. It's really the bill. Um, anyways, uh, it's, it's, written, <laughs> the it's written in the style of his age. God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, truly oh, oh, the cheetah. Like, why did you, like why did you sneak that into the universe, you asshole? <laughs> the oh, cheetah my God. like a shrink we, of his We have time. lost the plot entirely. <laughs> <laughs> you're even like, yeah. what the fuck are we even talking about? This this supposed <laughs> to, to be a song. podcast about Baywatch. <laughs> and we're somehow talking about a goddamn Cheeto in the Shape of a Crip. Like what would be the weirdest it, thing? What the weirdest fucking thing? fucking tweet. And you're trying to make me read lyrics to a song that, like, I remember very, like, in my notes, I was making fun of it the entire time during this dumb rehab scene. Then make fun of it. God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, <gasps> it's a very funny tweet about Orson Welles, and it's talking about shrimp fried rice. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes, I guess. I don't know. Yes, I killed absolutely. The mood. I killed the mood because I'm just an <laughs> asshole. Um, well, would you say, you know...
0: Wait, wait, wait. though.
2: Can ideas? either of you at least do, like, a decent Orson Welles, like, impression? Because I'm... I, I can't. Like, it's... I, it's oh, not, I, no, I can
0: only do the... Um, I can like because uh, I I own all of the critic, so like there's a mm, lot there of, of Marsh in it. Yeah, um, and I own a f- like a season or two of um, Pinky and the Brain. There we go. So like Ooh. I have like like the memories of it, you know, mm-hmm. like sort of like the inflection. um, yeah. But like I I I just can't ever get it right. The, the only bit I
1: can do that I feel fairly confident in is ah the French. <laughs> Um, from his wonderful champagne commercial. I I can Um, do,
0: uh, the, uh, so there's an episode, uh, Pinky and the Brain, where Brain just goes, I am befogging your mind. And that's all he (laughs) says. And I can do that. (laughs) But, Reese, would you feel like you would say that right now you're bathing in this flood of memories, wondering if your best days had passed? yeah. Cause that's the lyrics. <laughs> uh. I
2: know it is. Um all right, so this is so okay, just so I know that I haven't completely lost the plot. Um this is a Terry Reid song.
0: No. This is right? Steve Bertrand's song. This is no. our song that we get, not the okay. song in the original version.
2: Gotcha. Okay, so Steve I'm I'm looking up Steve Bertrand and Oh, I'm, you
0: might not find much.
2: I maybe you will. Um
0: <laughs> Actually he's like the only Maybe one of the two artists who actually acknowledges that he wrote anything for this show. Uh, okay. Most will not. Even the guys who run music production companies that just make songs for, sh- like, kitchen nightmares or some shit, do <laughs> not acknowledge this show. Oh, my God. You Truly, know Good for them. this show is blessed. Like, yeah. somehow, uh-huh. you're like, yeah, I'm going to you know write what? music for Baywatch, that show everyone knows. (laughs) I'm only going to tell my mom though.
2: Yeah, no. If there was no, if there was, if there was a show that was, you know, I don't care. The check cleared in terms of like your contributions for music. It's probably Baywatch.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be that or like a late season of Weeds. You know. God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Doesn't matter. Check cleared. Don't care.
0: Well, entourage. I don't know. Entourage is like. Well, okay. Baywatch is popular too, but like. Yeah. <laughs> entourage was popular.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Let's. I'm gonna rip off the Band-Aid. All right. We're just. We're just gonna do this. Um, do it. Do it. Uh, I'm gonna do it based on like from uh, from memory of. You how can it's, just read it. Done in the show. You could just read it. Bathing in this flood of memories. Wondering <laughs> if my past days have passed. If my best days have passed. Can't even read it correctly. <laughs> Overwhelmed with the sense of destiny. Hoping, but it's fading fast. Waking <laughs> up to this new day dawning. Learning how to carry on. Woo! Show me just how to get this started. I'm praying I can be that strong. Oh, yeah. And I remember <laughs> the smell of summer. Ew. Running free with the endless waves. Okay. Lonesome journey from the darkness of a soul. What? Wanting just to live again. I turned this into Phantom of the Opera really fucking quick. <laughs> yeah, that line is so weird. I apologize so, so much. Lonesome journey from the
0: darkness of a soul. What the fuck? Yeah, That's not, not Jennifer, summer. Yeah. That's the
2: swamp. I, sure <laughs> I Man, I could have. She sung this like Robert Smith, moving on, um wishing someone could just come and make me whole, knowing this could be the end. I remember the smell of summer running free from the endless waves, as I travel this road. I'm on, I hope it leads me back to bitter days, to bitter days stage of come back, you know I will break through. there's no town now for fear of pride, none. Be the man that you want me to be. Or want to be to something. <laughs> Keep pushing through the pain inside. Constipation. I remember the smell of summer when I'm free with the endless waves. As I travel this road I'm on, I know it leads me back to better days. Now everybody says, don't stop believing. Ooh. Oh, you know it sounds so cliche. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah man, it does. I remember the smell of summer, running free with the endless waves. As I travel this road I'm on, I know it leads me back. I remember the smell of summer, running free with the endless waves. As I travel on this road I'm on, I know it leads me back to better days. Better days.
0: Wow, wow. That was, uh, honestly, that could rival a Jock Brel, uh, Chazan number. From You're the seventies, yeah, Tr- yeah. Truly, just no, I, I figured,
2: award. I figured I would channel um, uh, actor who can't sing that's thrown into a musical movie because he has a name like <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, unquins- like, like, like unquinsly enough, uh, Gerard Butler in *Phantom of the Opera*. You know, like, oh, yeah. kind of really, really, really lay it on thick. That's really all you can do, and hope that uh, they can make the pitch match in post-production.
0: Yeah, Morgan, did you ever see *Mamma Mia*? I've seen the first one. I have not seen the second. I want to watch the second one with you sometime. Sure. Because okay. it sounds horrible. Like, I'm as good. an experience. <laughs> I heard... Honestly, I heard it was pretty good. What? Really? Yeah. I feel like they used up all the songs in the first one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that familiar with Abba's catalog,
0: so uh, I don't know one way or the I mean, other. They but no, it, I've heard it's quite good. They used up all the ones I know in the first one.
1: <laughs> right? So. I mean, likewise. Um yeah. But I also just don't know ABBA that much.
0: Uh, Actually, well, there's yeah. one You know, I should get back into ABBA. There's one song I know that they didn't, and only because they forced us to sing it in Spanish class in high school. This teach us okay. the subjunctive. Hence, okay. they were like, oh, yeah. Because in Spanish, the subjunctive, you add ABBA to the end. So let's all sing an ABBA song. Oh. So they had us sing the song Fernando, but in Spanish. And I was like, oh, my God. This, this is. Hell, our so our teacher, uh, Senora Sutton, she was also a licensed ghost hunter. Um, <laughs> so she would tell us in Spanish stories about ghosts and like
1: finding I
2: mean,
0: what I, I, I kind of love it if I'm being honest. No,
2: it's it's cool and interesting. <laughs> and, and weird. Okay, okay, cool. It's cool. It's cool. Good. <laughs> I was about to say
0: It's weird, but she would be like, I heard like rattlings of chains and I knew something was wrong. And of course it's just this random white woman who's just like, Ghost um <laughs> and, and she would be like, I I took out my cross and I told him like bad demon get back. Uh sure. and then he left. And I was like, you made him leave? You're like four foot eight. And <laughs> you teach Spanish in high school. Like, come on. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that feels more like a, uh, you know, oh, sorry, wrong address situation than just people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, haunting
1: the other house. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, bad. this is a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> a life. Um, Check out. So. But yeah, we should uh, we
0: should get back to the episode. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. I want to talk I, about it, this. This next scene for a quick. Oh, second sure. Here, which is Be my guest. Uh, b- before we recorded the episode a few days ago, I mentioned to Reeves that. Um, there's a few scenes in this episode that are I guess flashbacks to other episodes and Reeves said I'd like to just guess the context Yes. Mm -hmm. so uh, this scene is the main one that I feel like you would need to guess the context to if you didn't know so Reeves could you describe this scene to us and guess the context
2: okay so so doing my best and feel free to jump in and be like um, mention things in case I f- forget some details. So in this particular flashback scene, Mitch is visiting a another lifeguard who clearly also had like a lifeguard accent that made them paralyzed. And they're uh, in the hospital bed, sort of like in this sort of contraption that clearly shows that they've been like pretty severely injured and whatnot, uh-huh. And uh, Mitch is basically there to try and like keep his spirits up and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the the main point of it is, is because at the end of that sort of uh, montage scene that happened, our description of it happened ages ago before <laughs> before the dramatic rendition of the song that was played in the background. Lovely. Um, Lovely. It, it <laughs> ends it ends with Mitch staring at a a wheelchair and that's what sort of like triggers this flashback and the last line of this flashback scene is this um younger lifeguard saying hey Mitch can you do something for me can you get can you get can you get that out of here and he's and he's and he's referencing the uh um the wheelchair and he's just like and Mitch's reaction is something along the lines of you got it bud and uh then it then it cuts back to the present day while Mitch is going through rehab. And so uh, what I think happened, and I kind of mentioned it is that there was obviously like a, uh, a severe accident that happened to him uh, while working as a lifeguard. And um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just, just say that he was um, uh, what's, what's the most outlandish thing that can happen in this show. Uh, He was hit by a boat. I'll just say that. And that's why, that's why he's, he's where he is. Like, just kind of, that's my guess. And then he also, I think it's literally that. Yeah, no, I'm
3: (laughs) I'm disappointed
1: that we don't have a prize to give you Reeves because you have in fact guessed. You got hit
2: by a boat (laughs)
0: Yeah, a boat <laughs> fell on him. Actually,
2: no. In the, like at the nope. dock, like it was like a dry nope. dock, and nope. the boat in fell the, on him. In no. The, no, nope. In the water, <laughs> boat fell on oh, him, god. and he was in the water. Oh my god.
0: Yep. Oh this is, no. This is from season two, episode seven, the trophy part mm-hmm. one.
2: Oh uh, my god. Which, oh, it was uh, another two part or two. Jesus. Yep. It was. Uh, not it was great. rough. No, it was it not was, great. Okay. No, the scene. Is, The one where I think
0: uh, this is the one I think where Eddie gets convicted of sexual assault. Yep. Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) By an underage girl. Yes. (sighs) Who turns Uh, out to be lying because
1: teenage girls are the real predators when they use men of assault. Reeves. When we say
2: that season. Fantastic.
0: Great season stuff. Season two no was notes. real
2: bad. Now I don't feel bad for guessing it.
0: If season three <laughs> is so much better of a TV show. You have no idea. Like this, <laughs> this is like the greatest show ever compared to season two.
2: Man, I it's, really I really threaded the needle of doing a season one episode and then this two-parter then. Good job. <laughs> yeah. No, you really did. <laughs> oh, uh, good Lord. Uh, man, I thought I was doing a bit. <laughs> I didn't realize no. I was Mr. Thomas here. <laughs> no, you were,
0: you were absolutely correct. So... Yeah, yeah. major was this flashback to uh, Eric Turner, who okay. was just not a great character. Yeah, because uh, no. he was a dick. Uh,
2: yeah, but he uh, also yeah, the uh, I, the other my second option after that one for in terms uh-huh. of like my guess was he also talks about what sounds like sort of like a lifeguard games. Yes, uh, like kind of like a, got sort injured. of like okay. Yeah, no, it's it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was one of those things where it's like I was either it was either going to be that and then I was going to guess that he severely injured himself in the three legged race or something like, just no, you know,
0: I mean, yeah. I honestly yeah. expected you to say like he got
2: shot, which has happened, uh, you know? Yeah, I, literally, literally happens to a character off- no, in the first episode of this. Part no, <laughs> actually, Reeves,
0: the most outlandish thing you could have said was some waves pushed him back into a rock and gave him a spinal contusion. Wait, that's what happened to Mitch. (laughs) Shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, it, it not saying that those injuries can't happen, and, and sorry that no. you've been through that. If you've listen, if you're listening to this episode, we will say it just looks entirely unrealistic in the part oh, one of the episode. Oh,
1: extremely, yes, so
2: extremely. What What happened to you was actually probably serious and violent, whereas in this show, Babe Watch, it was completely unrealistic <laughs> and almost insulting in how unrealistic it was. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, after uh, after we get that flashback
1: uh, to. Eric was his name. Yeah. I literally. Yeah. yeah, I don't want
0: to remember because yeah. I, I, I don't like there was one good part of that episode. And it was Vanessa Angel. Yes. Yeah, she was good. Uh,
1: um, but after uh, after that flashback, we get to see more rehab in case we had gotten tired of it or hadn't you know seen enough of it. Um, and then he tells his physical therapist about the flashback he just had. Um, And that he doesn't want to keep doing physical therapy. So then Kiki Shepard, whom I just fucking love in this episode, part one, uh, says one of the lines I bothered to write down, which is honey, Resisting me is like challenging a school of piranhas to a game of water polo. Yeah. Which is just great. And I love it.
0: She also says Um, everybody's a fool for at least five minutes a day. And like, hey, you don't know me. It's at least like three hours a day. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, for some of us, it's a lifestyle asshole. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, But eventually, 12 minutes into the episode, We finish watching Mitch do rehab Um, this. Most two parters in Baywatch have not needed to be a two parter. This one might be the least it has ever needed to be a two parter. My God, they had like like 45 minutes of content. And instead of trimming two minutes out of part one, they added 41 minutes of filler
0: to this fucking two-part whoa, episode. Whoa. Yeah. Are, you t- are, um, are you saying the product placement rehab part? Oh, my God. Oh, which we, we need to talk about that in detail, in length. Please. please. Okay.
1: Um. But, yes, after uh, after that, we finally break up the rehab a little because Hobie's come to vigil-
2: okay, mm-hmm. visit. Okay, can we at least mention one thing before we move on to the Hobie thing? Which Yes. Was, yes. Kiki also, like, absolutely... Dressed down, Mitch, in front of the entire rehab room, and it was kind of fun. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. The, yes. the note. The note that I have is that it really does feel that like Kiki like yelled, "It smells like bitch in here." To Mitch, and it was amazing. <laughs> yes, like yes, obviously didn't say that like exactly because this is daytime television. But like, yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And then Kiki is the one that storms out, and then everyone stares at Mitch and just knows that he is a coward. Yep. Just Mm -hmm. an absolute coward. And it's wonderful. And that's what Hope. No, it's very good. (laughs) I
1: I enjoy her performance very much. Because she feels like she's having fun. Yeah. No one else in this episode does. They're all playing it so self
2: seriously and it's so dumb. She's yeah, Um, she's like the only person where like her talent sort of like shows through in this episode despite despite what's happening in it. Well, and, I think you know.
0: I think Mitch has some good acting moments in this episode, but
2: yeah, hey. yeah, okay. Uh, well, well, hey, well, no, hey, no, no, yeah. Right. We'll we'll, I, we'll get to him. Um, I've I've already made my piece in the last part of our discussion about how you know how I feel about Hasselhoff's acting. It's yeah. <laughs> I I've already done yeah. that, so. We'll I love it. it. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, at this point, uh, Hobie shows up and Mitch explains to Hobie
0: what's going on. Um, whoa, 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 like, whoa. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. OK. So two things. Yeah. One, we're going to have another moment of Baywatch theater here. Uh, and I'm going to need both of you to do for me. But I okay. do need to set up the scene before you two act it out, uh, because obviously sure. I'm going to have the theater nerds act it out here. <laughs> um, Valid. Uh, so this whole scene fair. is there is curing is attempt to cure Mitch through product placement because <laughs> Mitch and his champion gear again, Yelp. Uh, which now I have ads for champion on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Jesus. All of a sudden I, I'm, I'm out loud going fucking the fucking champion gear again. And my phone listened to me and now I have champion ads. Uh, huh. And Hobie comes in with a Pepsi. Of which, there's a lot of Pepsi in this two-parter. Uh, sure is. And tells him, basically, he needs to kick a can. Now, mm-hmm. um, I need one of you to be Hobie, and one of you to be Mitch. Who wants to be Hobie? Reeves, you have a preference? I have zero preference. I'll take Hobie, then. Okay, okay. so... I'm uh, make you cry. This is going to suck. Morgan, you'll no be like Hobie. Uh, Reeves, you'll be Mitch. And please... Act out this scene.
1: Hey, Dad. Hey, Hobie. What are you doing? I'm trying to move my foot. Is it moving? No. Well, are you trying as hard as you can? Are you focusing? Did Sophie send you in here?
2: What? Never mind.
1: Dad, I bet if you, like, really concentrate, you can move your foot. Here, try to knock this can over. you come on dad you can do it focus focus try as hard as you can come on you can do it and just leave me
2: alone will
0: and scene <laughs>
2: Great. Th- great acting, thank you, thank uh, you. This scene is—I <laughs> think I was accidentally better than than David Hasselhoff. Which
0: is, Whoa, uh, I mean your grunts were better. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, nice. No, uh, this scene is very funny to me. Uh, it's hilarious. Just yeah. the acting is over the top, and again, it's. Man, kick over that Pepsi.
2: It's working than I really, really going for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's the idea of like kick that Pepsi, kick I couldn't ever kick a Pepsi. And then in a moment of frustration, only then could he dare touch the Pepsi. It's like, yeah. man, what a great product placement. The only, yeah, time like only you could, it
1: were a Zima or a <laughs> Crystal Zero Yeah.
2: Or a Crystal Pepsi.
1: Yeah. Or
2: Crystal Coke Yeah That's the man Maybe Why not A little That Then he would have kicked it
0: Yeah Yeah now, yeah. well, I I feel like given drugs. the plot of this episode, Mitch would kick drugs immediately. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, this, caused, this was
2: still in the era of the '90s where anti uh, drug PSAs would be a thing. So him literally kicking
0: <laughs> the era at the '90s. You mean all of the '90s? Yes.
2: <laughs> so but especially, but especially like the early '90s. Like oh yeah, later, oh yeah. yeah. Once, once the later yeah. '90s turned around, it, it 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 cooled off a little bit. But Clinton we're, we're still hearing as much. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still in uh, George hw territory so we're we're basically in the hangover of the american dream that is reaganomics in like yeah era so yep. yeah so which, like that 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 don't say no catalog stuff is like still pretty powerful
0: speaking oh, yeah. speaking of which reeves have you seen have you ever uh gone into john Hankley jr's twitter oh no. yes it's amazing you know who john Hankley jr is no, he's the uh, he he was uh, put in jail for the attempted assassination of Reagan. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he now basically only tweets about music where he's like, here are bands I love. I really love Neutral Milk Hotel and Nirvana was sort of good. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and he's been advertising for people for his band and he yes. actually makes good music. Like he's been uh, like uh, Rockabilly and it's really good. Um, oh, okay. But it's just very funny. To see, like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's like 11,000 retweets to the guy who tried to kill Reagan. And I want be like, yeah, man. And he has uh, this photo. It's a tribute to Woody Guthrie. He has a guitar that says, this machine almost kills fascism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: This machine kills fascist guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, yeah. But what else is funny is that so this whole scene that that Morgan Reeves acted out Causes Hobie to go, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." and uh, he runs away crying Uh, and Stephanie sees Hobie and goes like, well, what's wrong? And Hobie says, Mitch is mad just because he wanted him to move his foot. And Mm -hmm. Stephanie comes in and says, you know what? You're like you're his dad. You should like be a dad. He goes, well, you know what? Adults can be scared, too. Uh, and she says, Well Hobie needs you too, so Mitch Keeps tries that. to go and find him. Uh, yeah.
2: which no, leads us Oh god.
0: <laughs> leads us to a scene with one of my favorite lines in the entire episode. Uh Morgan, would you like to describe this scene? Yes, I would.
1: Uh Hobie goes to sit on a bench to watch some wheelchair basketball when Jason comes over and is like, Hey Hobie, what's wrong? And Hobie's like, nothing. And then Jason says a line that I wrote down. Yes. because I loved it. Yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, not a coma, man. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> it's so
1: good. No. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so they have a, a very long conversation that felt a little bit weird and condescending about what it's like to be in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, it's, it's condescending, but it's also
0: like mature at the same time. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. It felt like an adult who who is not in a wheelchair, telling a kid what they think it's like to be in a wheelchair, which is, in fact, I suspect, exactly what happened. You're telling me that Deborah Schwartz isn't a kid (laughs) in a wheelchair? What? Yeah, Um, I know. It's shocking. I didn't mean to uh, destroy
0: your worldview, Michael. Yeah. Well, you know what? Again,
2: very PSA sounding like language about it. Oh, yeah. The
0: the most PSA line of it is, Jason saying it's easy to get mad at someone who loves you because, you know, they'll always forgive you, which like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of true. But at the same time, like Jason is like, what? He's like eight, eight or like, ten, maybe. Like, yeah. He, he, he didn't think of that. All Jason thinks about is is baseball cards, man. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have that thought.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But then eventually
1: Mitch comes over and apologizes to Hobie. So him and Hobie join in in the basketball game, which I got to say kind of feels like cheating cuz Hobie's not in a wheelchair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I was my, my immediately know note was just sort of like um well two things which was, you know, how is Jason better better at handling all of this stuff than Mitch? Like Mitch yes. Mitch he, is yes. Mitch is an adult that should have, you know, cuz he's least, a man child. Most yeah. There we go. I was about to say he should have the emotional maturity to handle this stuff and then doesn't and then like Jason takes this like a literal goddamn angel. And, (laughs) um, the other note that I have is just in, in all caps, like they're letting Hobie play basketball, like the wheelchair basketball as like the one, the one like player that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not in a wheelchair play basketball. I just, like the image of it, like is, 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 is just, it's another like really unintentionally funny Mm -hmm. moment. Like in this episode, it's like, it's, like it's building up to the most unintentionally hilarious thing I've 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 seen in television. But um yeah, like between like I don't know, the entire uh Hobie motivational speaking scene that Morgan and I just acted out. Like <laughs> we, we were hamming it up for laughs, but like the real thing isn't too far off. And, yeah. you know, just I don't know, Mitch Mitch comes off like a bad dad. And I even asked oh, yeah. like I even asked, like, Michael before coming in, I was like, is Mitch, is it like a running theme that Mitch is a bad dad? And he's just like, yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like he he's a bad dad who loves his kid a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I appreciate, you know, mm -hmm. like they're not always intentionally going for that. But I do appreciate a TV dad who's not a good dad. You yeah. know,
1: like it's, it's yeah. at least,
0: you know, it's nice to see. I'm, I'm trying to think of a compliment here. OK, so I like, just
1: I, I agree. I just wish the show realized that he was a bad dad more often. Yeah,
0: like, they do realize it sometimes. And that's that's sometimes. interesting. But yeah, not all. The, and sometimes he's a good dad. But I wish they were more consistent with them realizing when he is. Yeah. not um, yeah. But, you know, so our next scene is one where uh For Reeves and I, I feel like this is much more traumatic. Uh, Sorry, for for Morgan and I, it's much more traumatic uh, because we watch this show regularly. Um, But we unfortunately have another scene that has Slade in it. Uh, but it's stock footage. Uh, yeah, yes. you know. <laughs> so we didn't have to actually watch him act, which was.
1: Pissed. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of uh, slate <laughs> surfing by Matt's tower.
2: I, I did. I did appreciate that It's this kind of like, oh, that's why he was credited for this episode. It was because they just used it as E-roll. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this is his. Yeah. That's how you He'll make not. money off the show.
0: He only has like one other appearance in this show or, like, one other episode or maybe one or two in the next season. But this is his last appearance in this season. And let me tell you, Kelly Slater somehow is the worst actor in this show. He is Goodness, so bad. He's It's funny how bad of an actor yeah. this human being. I'm not even sure he's human at this point. He's a surfing robot. Yeah. He just goes, oh, hi, Summer. How are you today? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, My grandmother yes. gave me this ring and
1: said to hold on to it until I found the right girl, and you're the right girl, Summer. Yeah,
0: oh, no, yeah. but that's a that's a literal. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah,
0: that's a literal. Yes. Yeah,
2: this is just oh, God, God. Just people who are famous for not acting, acting sometimes is just <laughs> mwah. I I, I so yeah, really love it. Like just it's it's why Space Jam One is like so good because yeah, some of those. Or you've never players, seen Space Jam? God,
1: I have. Wait, now I you saw have- it earlier this year. Oh, what did you think now? I thought it was fine. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I good. thought it was it was goofy. Yeah. yeah. And and fun.
0: Yeah. No, goofy isn't in um, Space Jam.
1: <sighs> thought it was Bruce.
2: loony. There we go. <laughs> <And> <laughs> good save. Good, good save. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, yeah, just, especially athletes, like, trying to, to act sometimes just, and, right. and I will say, Kelly Slater is definitely an athlete, like, professional yeah the best surfer of time yeah yeah so uh um, really but yeah like i just i thought it was hilarious that you know he's he's credited in in the first parter and the only time we see him is in the second part where you know he's it's it's literally b-roll it's him surfing as B roll, yeah and it's it's great i like i loved it it's kind of like yeah that's that's how you get those bucks as like a professional athlete yeah you do that oh yeah you do the b-roll stuff and then just cast that check Wonderful. Yeah. That would be Notes. such,
1: I would love if we just got B roll of Slade surfing and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, after this, we learned that the reason we were seeing all this B roll is because we have to set up that Slade surfs near Matt's tower. Uh, so that summer can go to Matt and ask if they can switch towers and Matt's cool with it. If Stephanie is, uh, so they head back to headquarters. Okay, can to I, ask Stephanie, can I take yes? This? So
0: be my guest. Um, Stephanie, so they, they go back to HQ, and Stephanie has some documents uh, yes. that she gives to a lifeguard she calls Radar. And I don't know if this is her name or her job title, but this is the perfect time for me to transition to the tangent this episode I am most excited to talk about. All right. And that is, uh, as to quote my, my good friend Reese Richards, Every day there is a main character on Twitter. And (laughs) it's not always necessarily the main Twitter main character. There's always, you know, like 12 Twitter main characters. You just got to know where to look, right? So this is going to date this clearly because I'm going to say yesterday's main character. By which I mean, should I reveal when this episode is being recorded? Whoops. Uh, So... Yesterday being January 19th, main character uh, of one section of Twitter. So uh, someone found this just like still from an episode of an early uh, Gundam series and said, I need to meme this man because I look at him and he just needs to be memed. And i like to share a picture of this man with you and tell you a little bit about him. Um, here is All the, right. Here is the man. Just look at that That's face. a very memeable man. Uh, so they have decided on a backstory for this character that he was supposed to be the original name, main character of every every piece of media ever, um, and have named sure. him Milpo Sklint. Um, Ooh. Now, uh, because of this, Milpo Sklint Twitter... Took off, uh, <laughs> justice. Of course, it did. Hashtag justice for Milpo trended globally, uh, and wow. you got things like shout out to Milpo Sklint, my favorite gender, uh, oh my god, which is yeah? exciting. Uh, this everywhere, every January nineteenth will be celebrated as Milpo Day, which I love. Uh, oh my god! Uh, people create these things. There's already Redbubble T-shirts. Uh, Of course.
1: (laughs) uh, I believe in Milpo's image. Uh,
0: And uh, I'd like to also share with you um, two tweets. Uh, uh, Sure. So I have to open these. Uh, Okay. Uh, So this is the first tweet. Uh, no more shit posting or shiz posting. <laughs> Time for schlint posting. Post this image to instantly slint pill yourself. <laughs> and then this one, which says, Everyone loves the power scale anime characters, but I don't see anyone talking about if Milple Sklint would have survived on the Eastern Front. Uh, as this
3: picture
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And I I feel like this entire conversation was leading to so you could just share me that last tweet. Yes, kind of. (laughs) God damn it.
0: (laughs) I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it. Um, Oh,
2: my God.
0: Yeah. So I am obsessed now with fucking Milpo Sklint. Just the greatest name. And everyone's like editing like parts from the show to put Milpo in, or to have people talking about Milpo is like we're 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 in a dying and losing battle here. What do we do? Call Milpo, <laughs> you know, just shit like that. Sklint like that, you know. We don't say shit anymore. We say
2: sklint, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just this this last tweet really, since it talks about the Eastern Front in World War II. Yes. creates the cursed sound in my head of Dan Carlin talking about Melville Squint as oh. if, if like, <laughs> ghosts of the Ostra Front, and I and I am just like <laughs> just. <laughs> <Milpo's> <laughs> like, I feel was, like you know what? Yeah. No, we If I don't speak it in the universe, I won't be able to move on. Where it's just like imagine, <laughs> imagine if you will, that the Germans are trying to take over Stalingrad, and that they reach a certain breach. And then there he is, Milpo Squint. There, <laughs> that's that's it. And they try to and they try to advance on Milpo Squint again, and again. It doesn't oh, work. It does. And ladies and gentlemen, it is negative fifteen degrees outside. In this, thing. okay, I'm done. I'm done. I can't keep doing this. I can't. I can't keep doing it. It's. It's a bit about an anime character. That's like a background character. Yeah, he, um, I, I can't appears, keep doing this. I can't keep he, doing this to myself. He
0: appears for about six frames. That's it. And <laughs> yeah, I, there is no I God. I, why,
2: why do we, why do we exist?
0: <laughs> I am so in love. Like I am obsessed with hashtag justice for Milpo. It is now my new <laughs> cause in life is to bring justice to Milpo Sklint. Um, and I just need everybody to join me on that. Um, yeah. And now let's get back to this episode. Uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> let's tell oh, oh, actually, getting back to this episode, importantly, the next scene features something I really wanted to talk to Reeves about. Uh, okay. Reeves, this is your first time, I think, seeing Pamela Anderson.
2: Yeah. All right? Yeah. What did you think? Oh. Um. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where it was like... Um, I kinda of felt like sort of the same time so like the the first episode that I was on here in, uh uh David Hasselhoff David Hasselhoff's character Mitch like is only there for I think like a throwaway scene and is gone. Yeah. So I kinda of have like a similar feeling where it's just sort of like I wasn't really able to kinda of like get to know CJ that well. So it's just kinda yeah. like, Oh right, there's Pamela Anderson, Pamela Anderson is in this show. Um and like she was fine, like just kind of one of those things where it's like um, I don't know. Like I, I think I've made it pretty clear how I feel about the overall acting in the show. And it's just yes. kind of like, on the whole, it's like she's just kind of uh, I don't know, doing doing her best with the material that's already there, and yes. it's just kind of like, yeah, nah, that's, yeah, it's yeah, it, it definitely felt like it was like, oh yeah, there's Pamela Anderson, cool. yeah.
0: I think i like I always like to ask our guests because it I feel like besides David Hasselhoff, she's for sure the most famous person on this show. Yeah. Uh, oh, regularly. Definitely. And I feel like a few people have been like, Holy shit, that's Pamela Anderson. Like she's finally in this show, or like, wow, like I'm finally seeing everybody talks about her. And some people are like, Okay.
2: Yeah. And I yeah. mean both both <laughs> are fair answers. Put me yeah. in the second category because it was definitely just like, oh yeah, there she is, and then it was yeah. just like, you know, like it. I don't know. It just it. Her character wasn't one of the main drivers of this show, yeah.
0: so would have been um, much yeah. more exciting if. You know, this episode had just randomly featured Milpo Sklint walking in. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Milpo Sklint in a fucking like, uh, you know, lifeguard uniform, just being like, "Wow, it's the best
2: lifeguard ever." Milpo (laughs) Sklint. Oh my god! God! Oh Uh, man!
1: But yeah, back back to the episode. Uh, We're we're back at headquarters and. Matt and Summer proposed their tower switching to Stephanie. Yeah. And she's like, but why do you want to do that? And they're like, oh, uh, no reason. I um, mean, CJ's like, oh, yeah, because Slade was surfing over there. And Summer's like, no, it wasn't about Slade. And Stephanie's like, well, you would never ask this if Mitch was here. Oh, God. And then goes into her office because actually she's angry because she's worried about Mitch. Yeah. Um, CJ, Matt, Summer, and Stephanie are in Stephanie's office reminiscing about Mitch doing a rescue. Oh, oh. It's it's another previous episode flashback. This is
0: important. (laughs) This scene, uh, because Mm -hmm. of this scene, this episode fails the Bechtel test.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We were so close and so (laughs) concerned. That an episode of uh, Baywatch would have passed the Bechtel test. A thing that a I was definitely them, keeping track of. Quite a few of them do. More than you yeah. would expect. Yeah, I will say. I, I will, I will accept that. I will accept that analysis that it that it is more than I expect. But it's it's yeah. also something where my uh, my expectations for that are so low that I wouldn't keep yeah. exactly. track it in the first place.
0: <laughs> That's why I can tell you it's more than I would expect. Because of yes. Baywatch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so...
2: Well, but, good for um, it. <laughs> yeah. More than we would expect. Uh, but yeah, we
1: uh, we get another previous episode flashback to when Mitch uh, got all hands on deck to go do a rescue, but uh-oh, it was a paper bag. So they all pranked him in the shower, and, and everyone just wants Mitch to come home safe, please.
2: Yeah, and everybody's reminiscing, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mitch. Including, and uh, I do have this note about, about CJ. CJ was like, I would still be doing guided tours with rafts if it wasn't for Mitch. And since I don't know any context about why CJ is here at all, I was just kind of sitting there. And maybe it's it's my bias. No, of, Reeves,
0: you've seen this scene. I sent uh, yes, it's no, you've not the phone scene. Yes, okay,
2: but like yeah. the context of like her at least like joining like Baywatch after that. She's like I would still be doing guided tours on rafts. And again, maybe it's my bias from the fact that like. I live in Colorado or I lived in Colorado for a long time and that's where I'm originally from. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know, rafting rafting tours on on rivers sounds kind of better. <laughs> like, sounds yeah. so like a little bit more you, fun than this right now. <laughs> you
0: say that, but the difference is the rafting tours you may have gone on. Didn't feature hillbillies with auto crossbows trying to kill you.
2: <laughs> okay, little known fact about Colorado is is that that's actually exactly what happens.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, that's, why that's why everybody uh, <laughs> everybody calls Colorado the auto state.
2: Yeah, you get yeah. you get those you get those dudes that are just chilling <laughs> in Thompson yes. Canyon with with some auto yes. crossbows. It's how they springs. hunt the bighorn sheep.
1: <laughs> the springs in Colorado Springs refer to the uh, auto crossbow firing
3: mechanisms. <laughs> yes,
2: not actual, not actual like uh, springs or or, no, uh, no, or, no. or bodies of water that are like meadows or something like that. It, it's yeah, yeah it's it's auto the uh, the Gatling gun of auto crossbows <laughs> firing at you at all times from mm-hmm. the. Uh, and then speaking
0: speaking of auto crossbows. This next scene is the auto crossbow of gaslighting
1: um, <laughs> <What>? us. <laughs> uh, well, the next one is is just it's a music video of Mitch and Hobie playing together. It's
0: gaslighting me into feeling, Morgan. <laughs> but let's talk about it's that. trying to
2: trick yeah. me into thinking that Mitch is a good dad.
1: <laughs> it's it's about two minutes of Mitch and Hobie playing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some more 90s alt rock with Jethro Tull Flute plays. Whoa. Um, okay. And it was pretty Man, wild.
2: I need to watch the original airing because no, that, that sounds way better digital. than what I watched. Oh okay, Breathe.
0: sorry. There are three versions. There's the yes. original. There's Morgan's version, which is like the 2001. What is this
2: fucking show.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: So Morgan, explain explain the versions of Baywatch.
1: Yes, so it's it's the original. It's the first remaster that they put out in the early 2000s where they were able to get more music rights, but not all of them still. And a lot of the music that rights that they couldn't get from the original, they filled with just, like, weird shit that is of similar quality to the remaster that you two have been watching. Okay. Which is the one on Hulu that came out in 2019, I believe. Okay. Um, yes, but
0: yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's better quality yeah. though. The music is yes. actually like you can actually search some of these albums that Morgan gets. And You're like, okay. oh okay, yeah. that was like someone like actually released an album in 2001. Yeah,
2: and it was like a cross promotional thing. Got it.
0: Yeah, but yeah. None of our music. Um, is but yeah, this is this is about two minutes of them playing together. Um, in the yeah no in the original, uh, they get right to the end by Terry Reed, but Reeves oh. and I. Get Me and You by David Feldstein. Now, we David did. Feldstein, you may know him best for writing the music, not the music, but writing music for Groundhog Day. Oh! Groundhog <laughs> Day, like father, like son, like the Groundhog the... Day spin-off VR game.
2: oh <laughs> Got my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> my hopes up real I
0: love, I love that that is a thing. That's, Why? that's amazing. It's in- The Groundhog Day universe, and it's a Mm -hmm. VR game you can buy on Steam. Um, Oh, I can best describe the vocals of David Feldstein as what if Bob Dylan was the third singer of They Might Be Giants?
2: (laughs) Okay, I do want
0: to listen to that, though. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It's
2: I I I I don't know.
0: (laughs) it, It has that like high pitch of one of the Johns from they might be giants in like that sing songy style, but also some of the like the weird vocal fryishness that Bob Mm. Dylan has. (laughs) Uh, That's why I say that. Uh, All right. But Reeves, would you please read this very small song?
2: All right. After, after what I did earlier, we're, we're totally doing this as Dan Carlin. Here we go. Um, okay. Oh, I tried to tell you, how much I care. As sure as the wind blows, I'll never be there in times of laughter, on days when the tears will flow, we'll always together, no matter where the road goes. It's gonna be you and me. Again. It's always be you and me. Again, it'll always be you and me. Brava Bravissima. Thank you. Thank you. I should also do my own history podcast, I guess. <laughs> you should. I mean, yeah. maybe. I have
0: have me degree. come on and talk about the history of Milpo's Glimt. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um, but after this, we uh, get another scene back in the hospital where Hobie thinks that Mitch will never walk again. But Stephanie tells him, "Don't worry, there are some chance, and everyone knows you never tell Mitch the odds." Um and actually Stephanie is scared too, so it's fine if Hobie is,
0: which was kinda sweet. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, that was sweet. And she's like patting his head and it was very nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We should also mention that in the music video, uh, for that whole song that I that I just read as Dan Carlin, that um (laughs) Mitch Mitch is making the expert decision of wearing a denim tuxedo to the beach. And I think that needs to be mentioned because I can't think of like the worst possible attire. To wear towards the beach, other than like a denim shirt and like you know acid wash jeans, like it's just kind of like yeah, man, sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I was
0: I was doing some research on just like a future episode, and I saw a cursed image, which is Mitch with a Canadian tuxedo, but the top is a sleeveless jeans
2: vest. Um, oh my God! See, like, that would make it cool. That would make it be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, is- no, it, like we would go we would go from it being like for me, at least it would it would go from being um, uh, like, dude, what are you doing wearing this to the beach? Or just like, oh, it doesn't have sleeves. You're just trying to keep cool. That makes sense. Is it cool enough that you would wear it? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> I couldn't pull that off. Are you kidding? I can, I, mean- I can barely I can barely pull the requisite like. Uh hipster indie street dude band t shirt and blue jeans. I'm lucky that I pulled that <laughs> off as a look. You can't you can't put me that. you can't put me in a denim tank top and some some acid wash jeans <laughs> on but, the beach.
0: But what about for Halloween? Uh maybe. We should all for <laughs> Halloween all be a random Mitch outfit. Oh my uh, god.
2: Jesus. Yes.
0: I want to be like Mitch and champion sweater with the sweatpants. That's what I want. Or Zubaz. I need Zubaz.
2: Ooh. There we go. Three oh, yeah. separate Zubaz looks.
0: We, we did. We did look rolling into the point. club. Uh, I don't know if Morgan ever bought it, but there was that Zubaz <laughs> diaper on oh, yeah. eBay. I oh, not oh I
2: fondly it. I fondly remember that. That was an, that was excellent. that was truly excellent. I'm so glad that that exists. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> oh yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for <laughs> winning winning their first playoff game since like the airing of this episode of Baywatch in the early nineties. Good work, <laughs> good work, Bengals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, after uh, after this, we get. Uh, Ben, Stephanie, Hobie, and Mitch playing cards in the hospital when Sophie comes by to tell them visiting hours are over. So they'll
0: come back tomorrow. Um, I was a little bit surprised to see that Ben is back. Uh, Yeah,
2: I was too. I was like, Ben is the old guy.
0: Yeah. So why the fuck is Ben here? Nobody gives a shit. Like, sorry, Ben, but you're the most useless main character. You're not even a main character anymore. You're the most useless character in this show. Yeah, like he's just the more likable version of Captain Thorpe, but not even because, yeah, like, at least I think, oh, Captain Thorpe has a funny line. He says like Ben is just boring. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I don't I
1: don't like Ben. Mm-hmm. I think he's generally a pretty bad uh, character.
2: I mean, I barely noticed um, him throughout that's fair. This episode. Exactly. So I think that's, that that can also add to the condemnation. So uh-huh. uh, in this
0: next scene, I'd like to ask both of you something. Um, our next scene turns us back, returns us back to the main plot. And did you notice that the entire final scene of the last episode does not matter uh,
1: I didn't because I don't remember was, what that scene was. It was
0: the the mob boss telling this cop, "Oh, you do this thing, you know, like you let him get away." Right, get Mitch. The mob boss doesn't ever appear in this episode. So nope. like, what was the point? Yeah. What was the point of that?
2: I agree. Just, just, to, I, I mean, just to uh, to set up the excuse to have what happens in this next scene. And that's it, which is yeah. um, from my my really bad understanding of creative writing, because that is that is something that is something that I personally am way too scared to ever do. So, you know, like even doing it bad is, is better than whatever I can do. So g- good job writing <laughs> that they watch. But wow. um, the they uh, watch, however, however, maybe maybe do t- t- better than this. But my basic understanding is, is that you at least want to like. Incredibly set these things up and uh, no, no. not not just like, yeah, no. And that is that is something That's, that you don't um, understand. The creative creative watch process. does not do. <laughs> no, no. All. I mean,
1: this is this is exactly what I'm talking about, where it feels like this isn't a two parter. It's just that they had like two extra minutes of content. that yeah. they could not squeeze into part one because like none of part one or so much of it doesn't matter to this episode. Yeah, like.
2: It's just, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's all, it's all a lot of like preening about like how much Mitch matters to like the lifeguard staff. Like that's, that's so much of it. And like the other, yeah. And like the other part of it is just sort of, it, it really is like, it is, it is like just a lot of filler centered around Mitch and like, mitch's own like character development mm-hmm.
3: and
2: it's 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 the, i don't know there's there's a better way to do this and they did not they did not do that at yeah. all like it's no yeah, i agree it's um yeah i I don't know like it's i don't know why i'm analyzing the like character development in baywatch like it's the first four seasons of game of thrones but here we are um, it is the point of this podcast, I guess. But yeah, it's just like. <laughs> well,
0: well, to connect, to make the, the Baywatch Game of Thrones connection, uh, I feel like some of the authors of the show were also just given the spot because they were rich.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you yeah. remember yeah. when Fennanoff yeah. and Weiss were like, they're like, they are going to write Star Wars. And, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we only got this because our dads were rich. And they were like, yoink. jj abrams
2: yeah no the the only the only good thing about um about the last season of game of thrones that it absolutely tanked their careers that's the only good (laughs) thing that happened out of it
1: oh yeah Um, well they did they did finally realize by the end of game of thrones that maybe they should consider hiring a writer yeah you mean
0: uh do you mean george rr martin (laughs)
1: because they had him write episodes yeah. Well, that was that was literally a quote from an interview in them is they were like, yeah, you know, Game of Thrones was really just a way for us to learn how to make TV. And, you know, we figured out a couple seasons in, we should probably hire a writer. And I just wanted to strangle them both it's so like, I mean, much. Those first few seasons were good, but... I agree, because they were just directly copying George R. R. Martin's books. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but, yeah, I... I, I Game of Thrones, I have a lot of thoughts, but we don't have time for that. So, uh, yeah, yeah we after, we're uh, only
0: an hour 15 in. <laughs> we got
2: loads of time. We got I mean, at 45 least, minutes. Yeah, at least we've got, yeah, at least, at least we've got, we're on the home stretch though, because we're getting to, yeah, we're getting no, we to. have loads to, of time, Morgan, we, tell we have us. Now, yeah. We have now, we have now uh, blown I, through the filler that we are so desperate <laughs> to, like, not talk about because it's just filler that we. We brought up a fucking Twitter trend from anime <laughs> section of Twitter <laughs> Gundam section of Twitter, Gundam <laughs> section of Twitter specifically yeah. and did just rift on that instead of like telling you about it because it was that meaningless. And now we're Justice actually to for Milpo.
0: Come on, <laughs> justice for Milpo.
2: Hashtag justice for Milpo. And now we're say, actually getting to the part where in Baywatch it's like, oh, now we're moving the forward the plot of like the actual end of part one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, my, so my my note for the end of the scene we were just talking about is we are 30 minutes in and we have
0: just begun to set up the plot. Yeah, um, so, so Morgan, <laughs> this is a perfect time for you to actually give us your thoughts on Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I mean, my, my general thoughts is that uh, I think that it would have been much better if uh, Milpo Sklint had played the Lannister. Yes. All of them. Oh, my God. That's what I've been saying this whole time.
2: Politely <laughs> right, 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 right. uh, after... disagree. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I, 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 uh, after that, we see Sophie taking Jason back to his room. But, uh oh, the sketchy doctor is waiting. There. Whoa, 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 whoa. We He's did actually ta-
0: talk about the sketchy doctor, really. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we can what, talk what, about What
0: happens more. is uh, a doctor appears at the front desk and asks for Jason's uh, room number, and they give it mm-hmm. to him. And it turns out it's the doctor, not the doctor, it's the cop, the dirty cop, the dirty cop from Chicago from last episode. Uh, exactly. And so he goes to the elevator as our crew is leaving from playing the card games, and uh, they say, "Oh hey, are you a new doctor?" and he goes no i'm I'm just I'm visiting. I'm saying hi to a friend uh which is an important plot point,
1: yeah, yeah, um, but after this, um Mitch then asks Emily, the front nurse uh who gave the room number out to the sketchy doctor uh for some candy bars to go take to Jason, which is cute uh, it's that's very it cute. is very cute
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but she's like. You know, Jason's real popular tonight. Some doctor asked about him. Uh,
0: And Mitch is like, that must mean Jason is being murdered. No, no, that's not. Well, let's be more specific. She says (laughs) very, very, uh, very popular. Mentions the doctor. uh, And uh, Mitch says, oh, a new doctor or, or visiting? And she goes, we don't allow visiting doctors. It's a policy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so since the guy said no i'm not a new doctor i'm just visiting mitch is like oh shit because jason confided in mitch last
2: episode
0: about the whole thing about you know being murdered and he was there on witness protection so he's like oh shit that's what's happening
2: yeah
1: that makes more sense i do not
0: understand this
2: with the the music cues and everything like closing in on mitch's face where it's just sort of like oh no
1: (laughs) yeah no i could tell mitch realized that this was bad but i couldn't figure out why um but that makes a lot more sense um but so he heads to jason's room and finds sophie tied up so he frees her and gets on the run
2: no uh hold on it's uh, yes i thought okay so um I thought uh Sophie wasn't tied up. I thought Sophie was knocked out. She was knocked out. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, she was, it was, she very was knocked dark. out. Yeah. And so we uh, just yeah. Uh, I I don't know. We we should we should this is you have Be also as descriptive a, as possible for the, yeah. for the rest of the episode. And And like right. cuz all of it kind of like connects at least a little bit and uh we really we really should focus on how Chicago's <laughs> Chicago's finest here really is. Like we were joking about the perfect crime on on the first like episode and and mm. whatnot, and you're you're now just bringing me back for just shows that have perfect crimes in them. Because this 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 like this entire segment like leading up to this is just this 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 cop is just he's on top of it, man. This is some <laughs> sure. full this is some foolproof this is some foolproof <laughs> stuff that this cop um, is doing. And absolutely. So yeah, like um. The, like clearly not so yeah it's goes into Jason's room, um, yep. with with like gun drawn with a silencer, like mm-hmm. has that like that is the main focus of the shot. So you can yep. be like, oh yeah, he is here to attempt murder. Oh, wait, oh quietly Reeves, 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 and then leave. Us,
0: remind us what a what a silencer does. What was that? What does a silencer do?
2: Well. It is a suppressor, so it suppresses the noise fired from the gun. Yes, Let,
0: let's remember that. Let's let's just remember let's, that. Yes. Let's all let's all this
2: episode. Let's let's all remember that as what we describe to you continues. Yes. yes. <laughs> um. So, as Morgan mentioned, they bring back. So Sophie and Jason come back into Jason's room, and it's dark in there. Um, they go to like Sophie brings in Jason to obviously put Jason to bed. And that is when the crooked cock reveals himself again to stress with his <laughs> gun, with a silencer on it. To mm-hmm. yep. like clearly threaten them. And uh, then, uh, yeah, continue with the description, either either um, Michael or yeah.
1: Um After this, we see uh, our cop taking Jason out of the hospital in his wheelchair with his mouth duct tape shut and... This doesn't arouse any suspicion. There okay, are no okay. security cameras in this hospital. Also, okay, so okay.
0: So okay. Uh <laughs> So this kid is mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you are wheeling him out and you have duct tape his mouth, but yes. you have not tied his arms. The part Correct. of his body I, well, I don't, the escaping I don't, part. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean this in a mean way. It's the part of his body that is extremely functional. You have yes. decided to let him have full capability of. He could have just removed the duct tape, don't. or done literally anything with his hands. But you said <laughs> nah. So, th- this is the start of maybe one of the just the most unintentionally funniest endings, I mean this is an extended ending, to a television episode I have ever seen. It is so funny to me. Uh, so, he is taking Jason down what has to be the world's longest hallway. <laughs> it never ends. But, yeah. you know, no. it's actually not. Because the longest hallway in America is the Boca Raton Innovation Campus, which
2: is 900... <laughs> 900- <laughs> Last episode, I think, right? Yeah. No. Or did we discuss that? No. Michael and I discussed that off of off of the recording. never mind. Nine hundred and
0: seven feet long, which is two hundred seventy six point four five meters. That's just wow. in America. There's longer. Uh, there's a longer one. Oh, I think it's, I think it's in Thailand. I think it is. There's a longer yeah. one. I can't remember. Um, it's somewhere with a T. I can't remember. Uh, but the point <laughs> is, is this is such a long hallway and it gives Jason so much time to drop baseball cards. The one thing we yes. know that he thinks about other than getting angry at people who love him, because <laughs> apparently he is an eight year old who is, you know, a therapist or some shit like that. Um, yeah. And this is important because the first card that Mitch sees Jason leave is his Rookie Griffey card, one of his most prized mm. possessions. And he's like, he would not drop that Rookie Griffey card. Uh, yeah. So Mitch sees us and he starts a race to try and you know, find Jason by pressing every button in an elevator a well, lot. No, so the problem actually is that it's the opposite. He
1: first goes to a bunch of floors looking for more baseball cards. That's what looking I for meant. a baseball card.
0: Yeah, doesn't
1: he not see a baseball card until after he has gone to a bunch of floors?
0: No, he sees the baseball card after he comes out the room. He sees the Griffy, and he sees that leading Uh, to the elevator, and so then he that explains go every 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 floor, see if I I find someone. Which I think I've mentioned on the show about the story where I got lost in an elevator uh, as a kid. Uh, Right? This is I don't. I don't think so. My, my mother was in a hospital, and uh, she she let go of my hand, and I didn't follow her. And she didn't realize oh, no. after the door had closed that I was oh, no. there. So I just apparently rode in an elevator for <laughs> quite a while. Oh, uh, no. And was, like, saying hello to people. And being Perfect like, child oh, logic. Perfect. Yeah. And my mother was, <laughs> like, trying to go downstairs and find me, and she couldn't find me. And apparently, I, I I came out at some point, and I ended up at like a bar or something like that with some police. And oh. uh, there was, I was just like drinking like a, a Shirley Temple with some oh, police. Oh yes, yes, yes.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: and uh, that's how my mother found me, just drinking a sh- which. Honestly, <laughs> that's the way I want to be found. All Absolutely. the time in public. Okay.
1: But that's great. But anyway, so Mitch, um but okay, I missed the
0: initial one. Yes. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. So Mitch is going through each floor trying to find it. Um and this is going on for quite a while, and the cop does not look down. His posture must be amazing, because he only looks forward. Uh and mm-hmm. I'm like, if he looked like even if you looked down even the slightest, you would see Jason's hand. Going into a pocket, pulling out a baseball card, and then the baseball card is no longer in his pocket. Which you know, yeah. Um, this this goes on for quite a while, and this is the first time I would like to to mention a, a I guess a phrase that is describes this final scenes here, which is or you could just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, do you, yeah, you could just so. shoot him? You have a we, silencer. Like we,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like we have Chekhov's literal goddamn gun with a silencer yes. on it, yes. and you could just shoot the kid. But you keep yeah. upgrading this like crime into multiple attempted kidnapping, and and like don't like it's yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like this. This has to be like the just. I shouldn't expect that much from the Chicago PD, but this has to just. <laughs> this is like. This is this is so dumb. This is so dumb. Jason is the seagull. It's right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's right there. It's right there. And we should also mention that in part one, he tries to make the killing of Jason look like an accident by running over him with a car in public. And that that idea, which to stress was also dumb, is somehow smarter than like this whole sequence of events. Like, but it's, it's, it's not as so funny. bad. It, it is not nearly as funny. It's, this this
0: is, is the most we're, to, to not to spoil it yet, because I want Reeves to be the person who tells us what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> this is in all forms of possible murder. This is the funniest version of murder. Like possible. Oh, yes. <laughs> the this funniest is, version of murder.
2: This is like the unintentional series of comedic events of murder this is Lemony sick like this is Lemony snickets like series of unfortunate events of murder it is so it, it is so it's, it's outrageous like- <laughs> and unbe- it, like and it become it like it's so outrageous and unbelievable that uh-huh. all of this happens when he has a gun with a silencer like
0: yeah, at this point it's like so I, I mean I don't know if you have you read the uh, series of unfortunate events?
2: No, I, I was just referencing so, it because so, that's.
0: But you don't you don't need to. But yeah. like at this point, it's like you took lemony snicket's series of unfortunate events and you have fully turned it into milpo Sklint's a series of unfortunate <laughs> events.
2: Yeah, it is a parody unto itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, mm-hmm. this yeah. is the milpo slint of murder. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> Which, I, I'd i like to just say, Morgan, please uh-huh. ensure that when I die, it is the Milpo's Clint <laughs> deaths.
2: <laughs> I will, we will do my best. We will put that beautiful, high-foreheaded face onto your gravestone.
0: Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Reeves, tell us... So, I want, Reeves, I want you to tell us, one, what happens from here. Okay. Two...
2: How the murder
0: is to be done.
2: Yes. Okay. So to recap. Yes. The corrupt Chicago uh, police officer is masquerading as a doctor. Yes. Yes. He arrives at the front desk, finds out Jason's room number, goes to said room number, gets into the room again with a gun that has a silencer on it. Yes. (laughs) So if you wanted to shoot one, Or, if we really want to make this awful, more than one person, he could probably do so without raising suspicion. Yes. And yet, Mitch figures out that he is here, that visiting doctors aren't allowed, which is what that doctor tells Mitch and his crew. Yeah. Uh, And so he figures it out and he goes to, like, get Chase into Jason's room from, like, that point on. Yes. This cop. Then, again... With a gun with a silencer. Yes. (laughs) Does not shoot immediately both Jason and, unfortunately, Sophie, who is the best character in these two episodes. Yes. But instead knocks out Sophie. Yes. Uh Duct tapes Jason's face and pushes him in his wheelchair out and down, as Michael has aptly described it, the longest hallway ever. Yes. The again, Jason is bread crumbing with his favorite baseball cards so that Mitch can give chase. Right. Um, that. And you know, like again, this man is doing this, this corrupt <laughs> cop is doing this with a gun, with a silencer yes. in which, and this is, this is on the hospital and this is what Morgan pointed out. There isn't a goddamn security guard fucking nope. anywhere. Not nope. anywhere. Nope. We know they're employed. We do know that they're important. They're on campus, but apparently they are fucking outside at nighttime. Sure, oh. that that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, what the fuck? Um,
0: yeah, they're all trying to uh, watch Jimmy Slade or something. I don't know. Yeah,
2: exactly. They're just they're memorized by the beach, very distantly in the background because they have the eyesight of fucking Legolas and they're just watching Jimmy Slade in the background. So again. You have a gun with a silencer this entire time and you just – you've already proven that you have murderous intent and you just Mm -hmm. like don't follow through at all. Um, And so like, yeah, it just – again, and I'm sorry that we're Monday morning like quarterbacking child murder. (laughs) But you only only do that if if this is like that stupid. Like (laughs) – Like, yeah. it's, it's just, it's so dumb. And again, this is somehow dumber than the car accident. I wanted to recap because we've been rambling a little bit and I want it to kind of like be at least a little succinct. At the end of this hallway that this fucking dumb motherfucker is pushing Jason down the hallway towards is towards the rehab pool that we've seen in previous montages in the basement of this yep. facility. Yes. I'm, I'm breaking the rule of threes. He has a gun with a fucking silencer. This cop cop goes to – takes Jason out of his current wheelchair and puts him in like a a rehab training wheelchair that's supposed to be submerged in water and then Mm -hmm. tries to drown Jason in this chair. Now – Yes. This raises other multiple questions. Like, why didn't you just throw Jason in the pool?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent question.
2: Why, why didn't you just do that? You why Why are him. you? Why are you like he like this? This this corrupt police officer is like oddly polite for someone that is doing attempted murder. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't kill Sophie, just knocks her out, even though she's a witness to his fucking crime. You know, sure, that's, you know, being polite instead of ruthless, I guess. You're you could just throw Jason into the pool because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to murder him. That is your motive as a character, as the awful villain of this TV series, but instead you are doing it through this painfully slow mechanism. (laughs) Like Doctor Evil. Slowly lowering him into the pool. Yeah, it's it's like James Bond villain stuff.
0: Let's add something here. Like, we've already mentioned that there's no security guards in sight, no security cameras at all, right? If you pushed him into the pool, it would just, it could be like, okay, well, people aren't supposed to be in the pool at this time, but like, okay, like something happened, like his wheels uh, slipped on the water and he fell in. Instead, this is a mechanism, which one you have to hold the entire time. You would be able to see that someone used the mechanism, Even if you then undid the mechanism, you would know that someone used the mechanism. It would take so long. Also, the mechanism makes the noise of a thousand dying buffalo.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is so loud as well. well. It's lucky that there are no security guards in this hospital where they are protecting a child who is in fucking
0: witness protection. Also, here's the thing. Here's the thing about pools. As we all famously know about pools, they sure. are soundproof. Yes, <laughs> they do not echo
2: at yeah, all. Yeah, no, everyone I'm knows all. this. Indoor indoor pools are famously the best acoustics that you can achieve, and it's why several people made albums inside indoor pools. It's, <laughs> it's how like, Abbey Road was made. Um, it? No, it wasn't. Please, don't okay, because
0: there space. is a Japanese a album I like that was actually recorded
2: inside of an indoor pool, and that's kind of awesome. It's a J-pop um, <laughs> album,
0: also, which makes that's it more amazing. Unsurprising
2: and also still kind of awesome. Um, it is a great album,
0: but like, so this this like this whole time, this scene goes on for longer than you may think. Oh my! Which God, is the so greatest long. part about it is that the the humor just builds and builds and crescendos. It is like I I had to. I, I know Reeves had to pause multiple times because he was laughing. I did as well. I there was could two not times stop. that I
2: had to pause because I had full belly laughter.
0: Uh, yeah, same. I, <laughs> I could not stop laughing. And it only gets wilder um, because Mitch comes in time and sees all of this happening and just sort of like hugs the cop. And the cop is like, oh, no, human embrace. I can't I can't shake him. So bad. Uh, yeah. And it's just like he doesn't like bite him as much as he's just like, get off of me. (laughs) And then Mitch uses the, his lower body strength to kind of throw him into the pool. Now remember he has no lower body strength. He's Uh paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. uh, I'm just making sure you remember.
2: Yeah. And Uh yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's so clear that the reason that, they took like the reason that the cop took all of these like dumb things that he didn't need to do to try to try and kill Jason which includes taking forever to strap him into a a water rehab chair that's <laughs> mechanically lowered into the pool was just yeah. so that they could make it believable that Mitch could, you know, um uh in his wheelchair like roll in time into the pool And Mm -hmm. just try and do like a judo toss with just his upper body strength in the wheelchair against this guy and throw him into the pool.
1: Well, Um, my my mm -hmm. absolute favorite part of this entire sequence that happens shortly after Mitch throws him into the pool is so Mitch, Mitch pulls Jason out. And then we're like, uh oh, okay, everything's good. We're we're looking around, and then uh oh, the doctor's still good. Yeah, just like fucking dolphin leaps out of the jaws, tackles Mitch. It's, and, it's, it's decent, so
0: good. Jason screams, and it's so of,
2: funny. We're also like kind of like breezing through the fact that there is. I thought it was like kind of there was an attempt, clearly, by the show to like make it poetic of. The reason that the the cop was thrown into the pool was because that is where Mitch rehabbed. And this is like where it's just like Mitch is like, haha, we're on similar fighting fields now, and like yeah. then it's an even like hand to hand combat well, fight. Th- that that and water
0: is Mitch's domain. Yeah, yeah exactly. And water God is Mitch's domain of the water,
2: yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like Zeus <laughs> stepping into the ocean against Poseidon, and Poseidon's like, what now, bitch? Like <laughs> just like <laughs> you're. Not in the sky now. <laughs> you done messed up. <laughs>
0: we're not. We're not fucking people by by turning into a doorknob <laughs> now, are we? Huh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're not. We're not golden showering people as a goose, are we?
0: <laughs> That's wait, <laughs> screwed up. See, my favorite SNBC comic is the one where it's like, "What if we solve uh, politics uh, like the gods would?" And goes, "There's a there's a war in Iraq. What do we do? Uh, turn into a, a duck and fuck them." Yep. There we go.
2: Um, but yeah, so it uh, so th- I think the thing that we need to mention before, your favorite part, Morgan, is that the funniest image, I think, of the show, and this was when I had to pause for belly laughter, is so Mitch and the corrupt cock fight in the pool, and it's in Mitch's donate. And even though it's an even-handed match, Mitch wins because it's Baywatch. What do you think you're watching here? Of course, yeah. David Hasselhoff wins in a fight. Um, yeah. And... He, he clearly knocks out the the bad cop as they're trying to like struggle for his um his silencer, even in the pool and stuff like that in this fist fight. And he knocks him out and Mitch gets himself out of the pool. He saves Jason from being slowly lowered into the pool. And, you know, there's like clearly like this like nice, like little embrace. It's just like, ah oh, we made it. And it like cuts back the corrupt cop who's knocked out in the pool and he's just on the bottom of the pool face down <laughs> yes. with, like, with like his hands with his like hands up and then there's like the comical like Gilligan's Island's amount of bubbles just like coming up from yeah. yeah. him like getting knocked out and like exhaling and just like settling at the bottom of the pool and I actually want you guys to like make that the thumbnail for this episode because it is so funny Of just like this dude in the doctor's and a doctor's lab coat just with bubbles and just like at the bottom of a pool—it's wonderful. We,
0: we can make that happen, but counter—but uh, <laughs> counterpoint. What about this picture? Um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's upset. I, I, I had to pick between that and the uh, and this one for my the face I make when pooping, and I chose the bottom one. <laughs> Uh, but I also like the top one as well. <laughs> they're both they're, excellent. They're
2: both excellent. <laughs> I, I, still, approve, I approve are, both of these. I think you should are, put both of them in the show notes just in case so people can watch. Like,
0: one of up. my proudest things about myself is that I have, even in not watching uh, you know, TV shows as regularly uh, lately, I still have the amazing power to find the perfect screen caps of out-of-context people face their making when pooping, and I love it. I love this about myself. Reeves, yep. please continue.
2: Okay, so, as Morgan mentioned, so, first of all, there's a false ending, which is, as I described, the cop face down at the bottom of the pool with his hands up and everything like that, just, like, again, not floating, just at the bottom of the pool, like he's a rock. Um, yeah. So, you get this... So, so Jason and Mitch, they're, like, checking in on each other. They're trying to make sure that they're both okay. And then uh, with a clear callback to the ending of the very first Friday the 13th movie, um, it's like, oh, no, the cop's not dead. And he, like, Morgan describes, like, just dolphin jumps out of the fucking pool.
1: <laughs> Was there super twangy electric guitar playing under yes. this section as well? I think yes. so.
2: And um like that like, yeah, it was very much like he was shot out of the bottom of the pool for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he like this time though he's able to pin Mitch down and he has Mitch pitch like pinned down the top and it's like, haha, I have you now. And as if, he didn't know the entire time. He finally remembers, oh, right, I have a fucking gun with a silencer. And he pulls <laughs> it out and he points it at Mitch. And Mitch knocks it out of his hand and then they struggle for it. Wait, he knocks it out of his hand with what? Oh, I can't remember. I don't have a note about it. With his it. leg. That's, yeah, with his... No, 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 no. So he initially knocks it out so that the silencer is near his... Oh, foot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. And so the silencer is near his foot, much like... That cold, crisp Pepsi can filled with wonderful contents of Pepsi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, Pepsi is like murder <laughs> on your stomach. Yeah, I feel like this is weird that I, they would. I was going to say that, like, as in, like an allegory. You know, Pepsi Unless is like th- a
2: tingling sensation upon which you get when you re- receive the feelings it's back right. in your legs, and then you can. This feels like it. so feels okay. like pro Coke advertisement, like anti
0: Pepsi <laughs> advertisement. Yeah. To be like, hey guys, you know what is just like Pepsi?
2: Gun, yeah.
0: So <laughs> it's like a gun whole... to your throat,
2: yeah. <laughs> so again, the the Pepsi can was foreshadowing, which just mwah. And the so they're struggling for the si- uh, the silenced pistol that is next to Mitch's foot, and all Mitch has to do. Dear listener, kick that that silenced pistol away.
0: Kick that gun.
2: And kick then that gun. there is just the most obvious amount of camera time and build up to 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 just like let you know, like goddamn right. Mitch is about to kick this silencer pistol back into the pool. And then this guy can't even reach it. He's like yeah, he can't five reach it.
0: Feet, his hands, like feet away. And he's like, Arr! If yeah, I yeah. Just Michael Jordan and Space Jam won it. I can get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, really, really straining, but because of all that rehab, Mitch's upper body strength is just too strong and mm-hmm. uh, holds him in place. And just it's the champion the, it gives it plus ten strength. The miracle, <laughs> the miracle of Mitch's just focusing. I think if okay, I this is just coming back to me. I don't have a note for it. Is Hobie like saying just like, uh, like is it like, does it do the callback of like focus, focus, try as hard as you can? No, it doesn't. No,
0: no, that could have been better.
2: You're welcome. Yeah, you should have. Yeah,
0: should have. I I should have written this show back in 93.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Somebody probably would have told me that's a little much. You're the uh, you're the Um, uncle Rico of Baywatch. There we go. I bet you I can kick, I bet you I can. (laughs) Bet you I can punt this silencer over dim mountains. Um, <laughs> anyways, so like just a comical amount of time is focusing on his foot and the gun. And then he finally – he finally achieves like the ability to feel his legs and he kicks the, the, the gun into the pool. And then he throws that like final triumphant haymaker punch knocks out the cop and the cop falls back into the pool and is basically back into the same position that he was but floating at the top of the pool. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't believe this is this is the moment that it was building towards for him to be able to move his foot. It was yeah. just it's yeah. so it is so unintentionally funny that they spent all this time really focusing on that and that is how they do the callback. And just this was this was exquisite. This was just an exquisitely unlike unintentionally funny thing and uh like yeah this is objectively this was so dumb this was so dumb unwatchable but from like a sicko's mindset this is 10 out of 10 (laughs) yeah 10 out of 10 just like enjoying the fact that it is this stupid um yes and
0: uh, it it, it gets stupider because sophie and the security show up and sophie says Oh, honey! If you just wanted to go for a swim, you should have just told me. And I was like, "You go, Kiki." That is, mm-hmm. that is some good line. And also, then we, but also
2: read the room.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. So Jason then <laughs> shouts that Mitch moved his leg, and then Mitch starts crying, excited yeah. that he moved to his leg. It's very. It's a very moving scene. You get the joke? Moving. Yeah. It's a very, it is a very moving scene. It's just like, he's, he's like, you know, just like exultant that he's finally able to move. And like, I mean, yeah, it, of course, Mitch was only going to like be in there for like a month or two. And then he was like, I'm cured. Right. But like, yeah, he's finally, he's finally able to sort of move his leg. And I'm I'm glad now, pretending I don't know what happens in the episode after this. I'm, <laughs> I'm very glad that they don't just immediately go from I kicked a gun into the water, sort of, to Hey guys, I'm a doing a river dance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which would be honestly, they should have done that. Oh, they should have had him just be like, uh, guys, I'm leaving Baywatch to join Riverdance." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, he's he's, leaving, he's leaving. He
1: yeah. is leaving. He's. He's saying goodbye to all his rehab buddies, and Sophie tells him to keep up his exercises five times a day he keeps the pain away. Um, and then he gets up into a walker, and Sophie really likes his ass, um, which is yep. so then <laughs> Mitch like. is uh, Mitch is back at headquarters, and he's using a walker while everyone throws him a party. And then Mitch says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa!" Yes, I would like I would like to refer to you. To something in regards to this party. In sure. fact, I have posted this on the official Baywatch Rookie School podcast, a podcast for two men. You uh, have never watched Baywatch before. A Twitter account. Um, <laughs> I'd like to share with you this image here. One moment here. I have to re save it. Um, oh. Okay. Here is this image of the party. Beautiful. Uh, you know, feel free to click on this image and look at it.
2: Uh, it's so beautiful.
0: When we see this image, we see we recognize Jason, we recognize mm-hmm. Hobie, we recognize yep. Ben, yep, we recognize Stephanie. There's sure. the good cop. Um, Matt and Summer aren't there, uh, yep, uh, but they are uh, sort of, um, in sort of, I don't know. One of the uh, two of these people transform, and then there's some of these background lifeguards we sort of have seen before um but we don't know their names uh why are they here who the fuck are these people (laughs) where uh, where is summer cj and matt and why do they just randomly teleport into the scene and a cutaway and then teleport back out
2: question. yeah I mean, sorry, I I, I don't know. I don't know for the continuity (laughs) of the episode, but but I know the real answer to that question. (laughs) I mean, yeah, probably.
1: But Mitch, Mitch, as he's heading into his party, does say one of my favorite lines of the episode, which is, I don't know why they call these things walkers. I'm doing all the
0: walk in here. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> no, this this whole scene is like the room. I just gotta say, yeah, this whole scene is like um, a scene from the room.
2: Yeah, no, so, a lot of a lot of unintentional comedy in here, just yeah, so
0: good. Yeah. Hence, where we get this this first face I make when pooping picture of Mitch and the Walker being like,
1: Ehh! yeah, God. Uh, so Mitch uh, Mitch says hi to all of these people by name, which was confusing to me because I had never seen most of them. Um, (laughs) I did not know why he knew their names. Um, and then we learned that Jason is actually Eddie,
0: um, which is weird. Like (gasps) Like Eddie Kramer. Eddie being older. Yeah. I remember Eddie (laughs) being, um, you know, white. I I was going to say a little bit more moody. That too. Um, a little bit more Philly.
1: (laughs) Uh, everyone got, got Eddie a present because he, uh, did good with his testimony and put a bunch of mobsters in jail. Uh, and what's that present? Why, it's an autographed Ted Williams baseball card. Um, And then uh, Ben finally is like, hey, Mitch, there's one last thing we have to do before the episode can end. And Mitch is like, what? And Ben's like, it's time for that race. So they start racing down the hallway. And, yeah. and neither of them can walk very fast because they uh, both are having troubles with their legs. Yeah. And, and that's how the episode ends.
2: Yep. do 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 do
0: So, uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to God. ten, where one is discovering that love is dead, and ten is discovering that you have a gold prospecting 49 uncle who left you a gold boot in as well, uh, let's first do the IMDB reviews, and then we'll go into our reviews. Uh, All right. There's two reviews here. First, <laughs> both, both, are, both are one out of ten. Oh, uh, my God. Yes! <laughs> But the first is from Bombers Fly Up, who says, cheesy and sappy to the brim. Mitch's stories are the worst. Hell, as bad as the old Hobie was, I think I'm starting to even miss him. This one's excruciating.
2: And then. Wait, did they switch of, Hobie actors? So. At like some point?
0: Yes. So at the end of season oh my one. Oh uh, We call him Evil Hobie. Well, <laughs> the original Hobie was like a demon spawn. He was. Oh my god. Disgusting little prick. Uh, he was just kind of a dick. Uh, okay. And he was blonde. And, okay. You know, blonde people, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then That's only for suckers. only one of the sandcrabs reviews this episode, Morgan. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that is sandcrab seven two two, who says he eat, okay. So he titles his review "Trail of Baseball Crumbs" and says, "Sure, <laughs> Ben is back." <laughs> Woohoo! Hard to believe this is not a parody, but parody wouldn't bore us to death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which honestly feels like a review for a better TV show. Uh, yeah. So, Reeves, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh-huh. where would you rate this episode and what would you say the experience of that rating is?
2: Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've been kind of hinting at it like the entire discussion. But I really do feel like to appropriately assess this episode, you really do have to think about it in two mindsets. Which is mindset number one, like a normal person watching this show. In which in that case, it is slightly better than part one. Like I thought part one was awful. I think it gave it like yeah. a two or a three out of ten. And I and I and like from an objective like just watching this as like a normal perfectly adjusted person um right. I would put it at like the same and um i will i will say that uh three is um, uh, the awful obliviousness of the in, like the uh, the awful <laughs> oblivious the awful obliviousness of Someone trailing – someone you're trying to murder uh, trailing their wheelchair with baseball cards so that you can be stopped at the very <laughs> last moment. Um, that will yep. be the three there. And if you watch it from sort of what – again, this is from being on Twitter too much. It, from a sicko's perspective of like looking in through the window and being like, yes, ha, 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 yes. This is like a 10 out of 10. Like this is like a sicko's fucking dream. Specifically, the like chase down and pool scene with the the cop trying to kill Jason. It was one of the funniest, unintentionally funny things I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, like, yes, that's being dropped in the the chat there. The sickos, yes, ha ha ha, yes. Like that. That was I what I was email. thinking. It's amazing that that was what I was thinking the entirety of like the ending of this episode, and it was like so good and so funny from that perspective that it's like a ten out of ten. like it's it's just it's so it's it 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 really is from somebody who's like hate watching this and coming across like a truly like masterfully unintentionally funny thing and just being like, yep, this is getting the golden boot from. You're prospecting, Grandpa, and it's like financially. Sorry, Uncle, and it financially keeps you financially stable for the rest of your life.
0: Well, actually, they they actually give away the gold boot in episode one of or episode two of this season. But
2: okay, so then I guess it's an eleven out of ten because you keep that goddamn boot.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) you're so just to be clear, your rating for this episode is eleven out of ten
2: from a sicko's perspective.
0: We will not but... (laughs) Reeves
2: sicko rating in no, the- no, no no <laughs> i i demand i demand that you do normal person rating which is the three out of ten with that description and, and then, then the reeves sicko's rating sicko which is 11 rating. yeah reeves a sicko rating which is 11 out of 10 because i i mean <laughs> like seriously dude this is like up there with like some of the watch like some of the best watches of mystery science theater 3000 like When, you know, like on some of their comments on some of the like those really bad movies of being unintentionally funny, it is up there with that. Like this, if do yourself a favor, if you're listening to this and you were just utterly confused by our description of the pool scene and don't get it, (laughs) please watch it. It is it is (laughs) so funny. It is so funny. Just just go to I think it's like the last 20 minutes of this episode. You don't even need any context. Just watch it. And watch what has to be the dumbest criminal cop I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's including, like, reality. <laughs> and just <laughs> laugh your ass off of what is happening. Like, just... And and just yell along with us as, you have a gun the whole time with a silencer on it. Why aren't you already shooting people? Just yell <laughs> that at the screen as he does all this other unnecessary shit. And mm-hmm. And watch... a a truly unintentionally funny fight scene and like an unintentionally funny climax to the episode. That's supposed to be this really poignant thing of him, you know, finally being able to move his, his, uh, his feet and, and kicking a gun into a pool. It's just, Oh my God. I, I laughed so hard through all 20 minutes of that. Just so funny. So funny. Um, so yeah, that's, those are, those would be my ratings and please, please delineated as like sicko mode and, <laughs> and like normal person. Okay. Because,
1: yeah. I will, but I am going to put the scores in the wrong order. Oh, God damn it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> yes. Sicko. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that would be the sicko move. Fuck. I walked right into it. <laughs> uh, Michael, how about
0: you? What's your, what's your rating for this one? Um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it more than the first one, for sure. I thought the first one was just kind of, you know, around the mill, kind of boring. Uh, yeah. And I had a lot... even I thought I was going to hate this one a lot more because there's flashbacks. But honestly, the content of the episode outside the flashbacks and the montages entertained me enough that I was just like, this is amazing. Um, especially, as Reeve said, like, the last 15, 20 minutes or whatever were just so funny to me. Um, You know, like, okay, so when there was one episode we gave a 10 out of 10 and Morgan Mm -hmm. gave an 11 out of 10 and that was War of Nerves in season two. Uh, And especially because Morgan thought the last scene with Buzz Belmondo as Vito was maybe the funniest thing he's ever seen in his entire life when Vito walks in and goes,
1: oh, you get to eat the bean without the the
0: special sauce. And then goes, oh, if you need to eat it, call a Vito. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
0: I had that level of laugh for this. um, (laughs) And it bumped it up by like, Four or five points, just because I was like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." Um, so, like, yeah, with Reeves, I am conflicted. Like, I have like, it's not a great episode again because there's a bunch of montages, a bunch of flashbacks, which are not needed. And um, mm-hmm. in, in that regard, I'd give it like a three or four. But actually, I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck it. We should all do a, a sicko, whatever. Rating. <laughs> but Morgan, I'm going to leave it up to you to what you call these ratings and what numbers right. to actually put. Sure. Because uh, uh, I will tell you a number, but that doesn't have to be the number that you put in the show notes. I have been given the power. You have been given the power. <laughs> so I'm going to say my normal rating is three and my sicko rating is like an eight. And I right. say that. This is, like, the experience of when I found out about Milpo Sklint. I was in a a Discord server, and someone was like... Well, don't listen. Listen. Okay? Don't worry. Uh, Someone was, like, telling me about Milpo Sklint, and I was like, this is amazing. Yada yada. And immediately I picked up on, like, this is a joke, because, like, look at this guy with this forehead. It's like, this is clearly, like, just a random background character. Uh, and then someone posted this, like, um, this clip they edited of Hayao Miyazaki being like, oh yeah, a Clint clip was the inspiration for Nausicaa. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is clearly fake. And then one person comes in and is like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> like everyone collectively decided without telling each other, yo, we found an easy mark. We are not going to tell this person. And it's just like, yeah, man, uh, if you read up on these interviews, like Milpa was like incredibly influential and you're like, whoa, I'm learning so much today. And we're like, yeah, like if you <laughs> if you look at things like um, you know, like modern cyberpunk literature, you'll see that like a lot of them took inspiration from the original character art of Milpa Clint." And he's like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense actually when you think about it. Jesus and he's like trying to describe like, oh yeah, like the the formless features and such. It's like it's truly really like a a weird you know, cyberpunk future where, like, everybody looks the same or something like that. And after, like, 20 minutes, we're all just, like, holding it in. And we're like, okay, we just got to tell you, man. Like, we're fucking with you. <laughs> it's just a dude in, like, three frames of an episode of a show from, like, 91. And he's like, wait, what? No, that can't be right. I just proved Milfos Glint's like, the most important character of all time. It's like, I mean... Isn't that what makes him important is the fact that you could just make up a bunch of reasons why it's important. And you're like, yeah, I accept that. And that's kind of this episode of like, yeah, this is a three, but I could give you a whole bunch of fucking reasons that make like next to no sense to say this is like an eight or a ten. And you could be like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah technically, yeah. Uh, it's truly the Milpo glint of episodes. Which it sure is. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not think of until like 10 minutes ago. And it, it came <laughs> to me while Reese was describing the final scene. I was like, holy shit, this is the Milpo's Glint of episodes of Baywatch. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, this mixed number is Milpo's Glint. Morgan, Fair. what about
1: you? Yeah, so I, I unfortunately do not have two ratings for this episode. You sicko! I know um, the real sicko I, of the three of us. <laughs> I can understand why um,
0: both of you liked this episode. You have so no much. sense of humor. This is because I, this is because of that episode where you gave it a seven and I gave it a two. <laughs> this is because of
2: that. It's it's my my I will evil. Not, event I will not. Yeah, I will not. I will not. I, I'm ducking out. I'm not gonna get <laughs> the cleanest
1: one. I I mean, I didn't hate this one, mm-hmm. but it just felt super thin. It, yeah, like there just wasn't a lot going on. Okay. I was real bored for most of it, um, and I didn't feel like it needed to be a two part episode. So Absolutely. I am uh, I'm gonna give this a four. Honestly. Well, that's higher than um, both of us. Yeah, but I'm also but you not giving it. it a I'm not giving it a sicko rating. So I <laughs> feel like I have to balance myself
0: out a little. What if you gave yeah. it like a horny rating? Ooh, there wasn't that much that was horny in this episode. Though. Well, Sophie was very horny for Mitch's ass.
2: That's true. That's yeah, true. that was the only that was really. Yeah. Neat. So Sophie's horniness for, for Mitch was the only thing that like that that could actually that would even register on the uh, the richter horny scale um yeah yeah well that in <laughs> yeah. uh, acting but Reeves, you acting. mean the dick horny scale right thank you sorry i knew i'm <laughs>
1: um, um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say a four is uh the experience of getting a walker and being really excited that you don't have to do any more walking. But once you finally get the walker and try and use it, you realize that, <laughs> Hey, I'm still doing all the walking here. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's uh, that's my rating for the episode. Wow. Wow. Man, my,
2: <laughs> our descriptions got blown out of the water there, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, yeah. damn.
0: Well, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the next episode. like And let's also pretend let's 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 pretend like we don't know what's going to happen in this episode. Shock. We record this episode out of order. Uh, So the Baywatch wiki description is Matt competes in kickboxing with Mitch as his coach. Mitch meets Michael Branson again. Oh Which God. it implies that they've met him before. You haven't in the show. Anyway, CJ has the opportunity to become a model. The IMDb description is Matt enters a kickboxing tournament while Summer becomes interested in knowing more about Matt's competitor, Steve Thorne. But things <laughs> take a Jesus. turn when Michael Branson, an old rival of Mitch's during his days as a Navy SEAL shows up and plans a kickboxing showdown of his own between them since Branson still holds a personal grudge against Mitch for having him discharged from the service. Meanwhile, CJ meets and falls for a French photographer in town for a photo shoot who inspires her to model for him. It's truly the most wild episode to have after this two-parter. I'll just tell you. With the context of this two parter, you go from Mitch struggling to walk again to getting into a kickboxing fight and an underground fighting arena.
2: Fantastic.
0: Like, yeah. What? Also, it has maybe some of the most wild fight scenes. uh, Reeves, I encourage you just to watch the next episode sometime. It will make it will be so funny having he, seen this episode. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's schlocky. It's amazing.
2: I, yeah, I I am um, just because I didn't want Hulu to autoplay that episode. I was just like, continue credits, continue credits for the love of God. <laughs> um, I like clicked on that option, and um, it then like led to the preview of the next episode, and just having to go through two very filler field that like filled episodes that just focus so much on, like, how much, like, of a tortured soul Mitch is as he tries to recover from this spinal injury. To just be like, yeah, we're going to immediately throw him into a kickboxing match was just yeah. kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I, it is. Just hold on, hand raised. Um, I have additional questions. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, do you what's, have what's, questions? What's the timeline here? <laughs> it's they don't, longer, yeah, like, yeah. afterwards. Okay. Just, they,
0: all right they do not give a timeline except for it's in like i feel like right now the like simpsons S timeline where no one ever ages um except that they're real people and they do age um god i don't know i honestly don't know but mm. they don't mention it like at all and mitch this is like mitch gets into a fight in a kitchen like god wh- how, how is his dexterity back to full? Uh, mm-hmm. I have I have no clue anyways. Just, this is just it's, a, it's wild. Please watch it.
2: Clearly the uh the patch for Mitch hasn't been like uploaded yet so you can't download it to to fix his his levels.
0: Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah. God. Yeah. Fucking nerd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, yeah, God, just, I don't know how you do it. I like, I think I said this, I've said this every single time you've brought me on, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know how you do this for every episode. I can barely make it through fucking three. (laughs) I think the the, the secret is we have a high tolerance Mm -hmm. and we really enjoy
0: hanging out with each other. That's good. Yeah, pretty much. Are you watching, are you
2: watching the Bay or is it the friends you've made along the way? (laughs)
0: that's so sweet but it won't it it, that won't really stand when we get to thunder in paradise uh yeah yeah. no that's gonna be is is it the thunder in your friendship or the the, oh no i don't know the thunder is it the
2: paradise of your friendship
0: or the is it the thunder in your friendship or the thunder in
2: your pants Ooh, yeah there it is brother Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah good yeah uh Baywatch is like level of production with Hulk Hogan. Just, God. I don't know that, that, uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds it does, really yeah. bad. Um, anyways, I'm out then you two. have. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you so much for coming back. Reeves. No problem. And,
2: uh, yeah, I, uh, should I, should I do some pluggables really quick? Oh or? yeah, no, please go ahead. Okay, um, Hi, uh, my name is Reeves. Uh, I am a DJ for KEXP, which is a very wonderful station here in Seattle that is a non for profit music 24-7, 365 station. Um, I am on air 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning on Sundays, right after Seek and Destroy, which is our awesome metal show, and right before Pacific Notions, which is our awesome ambient neoclassical show. If you are not awake during those times and want to listen to the show, you can go to the KXP streaming archives on our website at kxp.org slash archive. And you can check out uh, my shows for up to two weeks in the archive. And that's the best way to sort of like listen to that. I'm on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at R E E V E S, And uh, I mostly like and retreat dumb things about sports. But also music and um, mostly music because <laughs> I'm a music DJ. Uh, but there's also sports stuff in there too, so you've been warned. Um, what and what just about like common,
0: the band American Football?
2: Uh, American Football is like their their first LP is like one of my favorite albums ever. So um, it's yeah.
0: sports and music together. It's
2: sports. It's a sports name with emo music, which is the uh, the fast practice yeah, ch- the sports which is the antithesis of sports and the fast track to my heart and hopefully yours. Um, so yeah, those, those would be like the best ways to sort of keep track of me. And, uh, yeah, I think KXP is also just a cool place in general and you can check out like a lot of our in-studio performances on our website, which include like artists like Japanese breakfast, uh, Pedro, the lion, um, and just like oodles and oodles more like big acts like the national and, um, yeah, you can, you can just see all that stuff there, and it's cool and good. Um, it's very fun to be a part of it, and uh, yeah, that's probably the, the best way to find me in all those areas. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, Reeves, for, uh, for coming back on, and thank all of you for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrap. I am at SnotSnit,
0: S N O T S N I T.
1: And we'll see you next week. And just remember the only thing that matters anymore is slint posting. Yes! Come on, folks. Yes! You gotta swarm the hashtag Baywatch (laughs) with just all the Milpo Sklint posting you can possibly manage. I believe in you, Beef Boys. I believe.
3: Just this for nilpo <laughs> <laughs>